And welcome to episode 20 of season 2 of the Jumping the Rail podcast. This is Mark Rebin coming to you live from Champaign, Illinois. Joined as always by my buddy Menders. Uh, Menders, uh, the x-ray machine turned heel on you on Monday, unfortunately. It did. It turned heel on me and it hates me. So I have a feeling somebody at zero one had something to do with it. I I do too. I'll bet, I'll bet it's the same person. I bet that, it's that not. <laughs> Well, that's a discussion that's for, for tomorrow, tomorrow on the shootout. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, unfortunately, so, we will not be joined by uh, our buddy, the bearded dragon, Gary Vassilio, this evening. He's got some family uh, obligations to tend to. So uh, so all the best to him and dealing with all his stuff. But we will carry on without him and in his in his honor. But uh, <clears throat> no, I thought I was over this coffin stuff a month ago. Uh, it happens. This, it it does. So this is the first uh, podcast we've done here since Backlash went down, Menders. So I feel like we should get into it a little bit. I know it's been a couple weeks, but uh, still a lot to digest there. There is a lot to digest. Um, well, let's just kick it off with when you had Rhea, or not Rhea, Bianca versus uh, Io. Uh-huh. I was impressed. And I'm waiting for Io to turn. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. It's uh, gonna happen. Yeah, I uh, I think that is one of the two best matches of the night, honestly. That was a very good match. I yeah, was, was, and I couldn't believe how over Io was down there. I think she may have worked Lucha Underground and some stuff in Puerto Rico before, ah, so maybe that had something good. to do with it. That uh, would have something to do with it. It would. It would. Uh, that was the Io I've been waiting for since she was in NXT. Yeah, because she got kind of saddled with this uh, faction with Bailey and Dakota, and playing third banana to Bailey isn't a good way to get over if you're starting off on the main roster. Not at all. You know what? In fact, I remember I remember back when I loved Bailey, and as this is going on, I'm starting to dislike her a little more and a little more and a little more. Did you like side pony hugger Bailey, or did you like when she was? A freshly minted heel, Bailey. Freshly uh, minted heel. I, I fell in love. I, I fell in love with the character when she was Hugger Bailey, because mm-hmm. I had a shirt that said "I'm a Hugger." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But what she's become now, like I liked her when she was yelling at Michael Cole all the time in the suit, being like power. The ding dong hello stuff. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, fine. Yeah. To a, yeah. to a point. To, to a point, point. Yeah. but this this heel that she is now, you know, I like my heels, I, and I'm I know not you do. real. In, I'm not real impressed with what she's doing. I'm, I'm, I'm getting I'm, bored with it. My my eye is distracted by the ass licking sign behind you. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sorry. for those that are watching the video that don't watch the zero one shootout, perhaps some context is in order there. Okay, okay, so there's this guy that is one of the wrestlers. He's the Thursday Night Throwdown champion. Immense talent, B.A. Malkin. He's a bitch-ass Malkin is what he is. Bitch-ass Malkin. That's how that sign got started. That's how that sign got started. But he came through, ripped up my sign. And Mark, what did you see when he ripped up my sign? Well, as you can probably see in the back there, now the sign said bitch-ass Malkin. Mm-hmm. And you have the right half of the sign, which has ass, and then it has the last part of his last name. And to the untrained eye, or if you're not looking particularly hard, 
That says ass leaking. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> now I'm now I'm worried that that's going to be chanted at zero one shows across the state. Oh, one forward. can only hope. One can uh-huh. only hope. But we'll we'll see what happens. But let's get back on track. Let's quit B. jumping a, the rail. Uh, B A is a friend of the show. I thought about seeing if he wanted the fill in for Gary, but I decided against it. Probably a good idea. I was going to call Jimmy, but I think he might be in the woods somewhere. Probably. Who knows? Powder cake, Jimmy Carrot. All right. So, yeah, yep. back to Backlash. So, we both agreed EO and Bailey had a banger. Uh, now, I don't remember the exact order of the matches off the top of my head. I even watched it this weeks. morning, and I don't remember it. Because I rewatched, okay. or I watched it this morning to get caught up. Okay. Well, we'll just hit the matches. We won't worry about if they're in order or yeah. not. We'll try don't to save care. the main. We'll try to save the main for last. Uh, let's talk about the three-way uh, U.S. title: Theory versus Lashley versus Bronson Reed. I, I know Theory and Lashley are both on SmackDown, so I figured the belt would be on one of them at the end of it because you know it's the SmackDown belt now. But I was, right. I really was pulling for Bronson Reed because he's one of my favorite guys on on the show right now. I liked Bronson back in NXT. I thought he was great when he left. I was heartbroke um, or when he was let go or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he reminds me of like a Bam Bam Bigelow type person. He's able to do Mm -hmm. the, the quote unquote aerial stuff, the flippies, if you will. But they're not flippies. They're with meaning and he can do it all. And. I like Bronson. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's he's like that perfect marriage between Bigelow and Vader. There you go. Yep. And uh, but you were just you were heartbroken when he got released. I just kept watching him in New Japan because he went right See, over there and yeah. did the G one and all that. So and didn't miss a beat. He was one of the. He didn't get any big like title shots or anything, but he wasn't there long enough to be honest. But yeah. But yeah. Uh, I was actually I was kind of hoping he would stay there because. Monster heels in Japan are money. Yeah, so they he are. Probably, he, he could have just retired off of that after a few years if he wanted to. But I know he probably, I think he lives in Florida, so maybe he wanted to come back to the States and uh, do his thing. So his, Which uh, makes his sense. prerogative. Yeah, but I'm, and I won't lie, and I know this isn't backlash, but last night I was hoping he was going to win that battle royal because I really wanted you to You and me Gunther. both. Gunther and Reed. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. We'll talk oh, about tom- last night here in a minute because who did win that was ridiculous. Yes. But although you're going to, have to fill me in on what happened I, in the I, last I, half hour because I fell asleep. I understand. Yeah, I under- I fell asleep in the last five minutes, but now, I understand why they did what they did on that. But we'll we'll get to that here shortly. Uh, yeah. Okay. So theory winning didn't surprise me. Me uh, either. I did- I am glad that Lashley didn't win because he doesn't need it at this point. I'm sure at some point he's going to go after Roman. Because, uh, you know, they Here's love their... Here's the thing, uh, though. Do you, do, you, do you think he's a big enough name to do it? Do you really think so? Well, who else do they have on SmackDown right now to do it? I mean, Well, Drew's that's what gone. I'm saying, though. There's, there's nobody. Sheamus, Sheamus and AJ is only two guys I can think of, really. Maybe Edge. If well, and AJ may not be run. doing it. Well, and AJ may not be doing it because he's got the thing with Seth come... Well, that's that's true. He is in the finals Night of the champions. tournament, <laughs> which which is going to it's going to be that. the best match of the night. It's going to be the oh, match of the uh, night. I guarantee it. It better be. 
as long as nobody right. does anything stupid to get hurt ahead of time. Well, I mean, I don't think AJ did something stupid when he got hurt. It's just a freak accident. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It's uh, as long as nobody gets guys, hurt, it will be. Yeah, yeah. It'll both be those guys time. are pretty smart in the ring. I think they know it's a big show. It's a big deal. So, and they can it tell a story. To be seen. And they can't tell and, a story. And, and they don't story. have to have a belt. So, no. Uh, I am on the record, uh, and I think you are also. We both think Seth's gonna win the match and take the. I mean, it's kind of obvious because he's a raw guy. Right. But but I, that's neither here nor there. See, the only thing is, is that if they do, if they do put it on AJ, that gives Roman the chance to take it away, for him to have three freaking belts, which is dumb. That's they, even now that that's still an option though because of what happened on Friday. But we'll we'll get, we'll get into that. A little later on. <laughs> uh, Seth Franklin. Or, <laughs> corny. Someone's Seth, been watching Seth, corny. I literally had the, the experience on right before we went online just now. Uh, Seth yeah, Rollins and Omos. Like, that, okay. I dislike Omos. I don't like, or as I call him, almost. Um, <laughs> yeah, you call him that. He's... I do. Nothing. Well, corny (laughs) but uh that was probably one of his best matches in my opinion i agree uh that was one of his best matches it's it's impossible to have a bad match with rollins pretty much but and i don't dislike omas i mean i he i i know what he is he's he's an attraction he's he's the giant you know and he had a really uh and short but he had a good showing with rocket mania uh, yeah. Had a good showing with with Seth. Seth bumped like a motherfucker for him on that <laughs> in that match. Sure did. And <laughs> and I loved that he had to work up to the stop. He every, he went for it a couple times, couldn't mm-hmm. get it. He had to do it off the top rope, get that little extra on there. So that still made almost look strong. It did. Yeah, almost. Al- <laughs> I can't even <laughs> say it. <laughs> oh, almost is. He's getting there. He's still very green. Yeah. He's, he's but still he's getting very there. green. Yeah. He's yeah. getting better. But yeah. he's not there it yet. It does help he's got MVP with him, though. He's a lot better him. since and, he brought MVP back with him. Right. And uh, I think he... Last year, he had been working with Nash at the PC. I don't know if he still is or not, like, on his downtime. And oh, I think good. that's gonna... That goes a long way, because... That will help. Could, a big man yeah. teaching a big man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, not uh, Kali teaching him. <laughs> no disrespect to our buddy Dalip, but yeah, not the strongest worker in, in the annals of the big men. That's an understatement, but okay. Yes. Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> an understatement. All right. Yes. Let's move on. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and Omos is a free agent too, so he'll be going between both shows. He'll go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's next. Rhea and Zelina. Let's talk about Rhea and Thea. The uh, Thea. SmackDown Women's Champ. Well, Zelina. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a I'm a Mark. Her name's Thea. So. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, uh, the Chonchula got uh, brought out. I was so excited. <laughs> the Chonchula, yeah. That was her mom, I think, that gave it to her. It was. And she whipped out the Chonchula. And I love that the getting conversations between uh, Corny and Brian Last talking about it on their show, Busted Open talking about it. 
Mark great. Henry trying to learn how to say it. It's it's <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, we need to also mention how awesome the crowd was at Backlash. That crowd they was were hot. hot. Very yeah. hot. They were into yeah. every match. It was but then again, how long had it been since WWE had been to Puerto Rico? It had been eighteen years. Uh, yeah. New Year's Revolution yeah. two thousand five was the last time. Wow. And uh but yeah, they were ready. The arena looked awesome. Mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't overdone you know big no. stage wasn't there uh and they were they were with zelina i mean that was i think she said that was the first time she'd ever wrestled in puerto rico and she was and in she, tears she oh was she in was tears. i think she might have been in tears the entire match i think she was and, because uh, she started in tears <laughs> yeah but that was the best showing i've seen of, of zelina so i was yeah well, this was not a bad card it no, really it was wasn't a good. bad show at all. There wasn't a bad there wasn't a bad match on that show. No. Uh, oh, Bari is in the chat. Uh we tried to get Bari to join us online, but he was unavailable to be with us directly. But it's great to see him in the comments. Hello, Bari. My able co host on Gold Rush on YouTube. Uh look at that. Chiming in. Backlash delivered. Absolutely. Uh now I had seen Zelina in TNA when she was Rosita. Uh mm-hmm. She was the tag team with Sarah Stock when she was Sarita, I think her name was. But they were part of Mexican-America, even though she's Puerto Rican, but I didn't want to nitpick. But it was like they were with Hernandez and Chavo. They were a faction. And they were women's tag champions a couple times. And she was awesome because she's so tiny, but she could do all the the lucha stuff. Right. So that that really got her over. Well, that was a lot of what got her over with me. At Backlash, well, she could do all the moves. She could get. She's agile enough to keep moving to do get where she needed to be and things like that. So, yeah. and Rhea's strong enough to protect her if she's trying some stuff, you know. Yep. Which is which goes a long way. So it does. My producer is sitting on the floor next to me, just looking at me. <laughs> My producer's barking in the background. So. Oh, sugar. <laughs> yep. Sugar's having yep, the kayfabe. She's cranky. Oh, she's... I can't believe that a chihuahua would be cranky. Uh, <laughs> now, the, the kayfabe kitty Noodles Redman sitting right here on the floor. She'll give me my cues when it's time to wrap up because she tends to try to get my attention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, not surprised at Rio one. I figured it was no. she was going to. Let me get Barbie's comment off of there. I always forget to do that. You know, I I was go. kind of. As much as I hated to think it, I wondered if they wouldn't switch it just because it is the SmackDown title. But if that's the case, then you need to have Rhea go after Bianca. I would have been fine with that, honestly. We would have got the big crowd moment. but uh, And then Rhea doesn't get hurt by a loss at this point. She's the most over woman on the roster right now. She's money. (laughs) She's money right now. Yeah, yeah. She's the only thing that's keeping judge. I would say she's the only thing keeping Judgment Day relevant right now. Oh, no. Dom. Dom is the hottest heel in the company right now. Because of who? Because he can't cut a damn promo without everybody <laughs> yelling at him. Because of Rhea. Because oh, no, they're no, no, no. together. Dom, yeah, together. Buddy Matthews might have something to say about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, Dom is learning. His He's pick... I did. With the... Uh, <laughs> With the with the butt, yeah, Dom Dom yeah, I... was written on the back of Rhea's uh, ring gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it said Dom Dom, and he says, 
what and then buddy chimes in with your name may be written on it but i get to touch it <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh. Barry's with me dom has nuclear heat which he does he does and but I, and i love the progression he's getting so good right now he is getting this good. Thing, a year ago I he was just that. ray's sidekick in the tag team now and i was ready for him to go starting, away <laughs> i think a lot of people i was ready for him to go to nxt and and yeah learn yeah. and but look at her now he's having quality matches with guys like xavier woods on tv now mm-hmm. cutting promos getting the crowd to hate him he's He's on. He's he's doing just fine. If you ask me. Yep, he's fine. The whole group is now. priest is too. We'll get to priest in a minute, but priest is really getting a lot of attention now. As he should. But, uh, as he should. I've been a fan for a long time of him. Me too. Uh, let's move. So let's move on. Uh, well, speaking of next. priest, well, do you want to do tag team? Well, the tag team match or priest? Let's, let's do. Let's do priest and Bad Bunny. We were talking okay. about this a little bit before we went on the air. We did. Uh, this was the second match of the night for me, along with Theo and Bailey. Okay. It's a tad overbooked. You Theo know, and Bianca, you all mean? the interference. No, uh, Priest and Bunny. I know, but you said Eo and Bailey. Oh, oh, oh Eo and no, Eo and uh, Bianca. Bianca. <laughs> we were both okay, wrong. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> no, so. I know, I know, I know. But uh, yeah, Priest and Bunny was a little overbooked with all the interference. I love seeing Savio come out and Carlito. It should have been, though. There was a reason for it to be overbooked like that. They, With it being Puerto Rico, with it being Bad yeah, Bunny. LWA. And you know me, I, I have a problem with people that aren't wrestlers beating wrestlers on wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. David Arquette. Hello. Now, now, hang on. If you apparently didn't watch Gold Rush on Friday, we talked about. David I Arquette. did watch Gold Rush on Friday. I sure did because I was mocking you in the background. Um, uh huh. <laughs> but I'm not a fan of non wrestlers being in wrestling matches. Period. Unless there's a good reason for it to be 18 years since they've been in Puerto Rico. And the fact that both the guys are Puerto Rican, and same same town, yeah, they grew up together. I and then you've Priest's got aunt was his teacher, I think is what they said. I think that's what they said. But then you've got, but then you had, you figure all these people, and they had sold it out, or I thought I thought I'd heard they had sold out. But think of how long it had been since they'd seen any of the wrestlers, like Carlito, like Savio Vega. Um, uh, any of them, right? And you know, to think, just think, Mark. It was what a month ago that we saw Carlito. Yeah, at the expo because he, he was, was at the expo. <laughs> he tag team with Crazy Steve. Yeah, but I but, I was impressed with this match, and thank thank you, whoever made it happen, that the Canadian Destroyer was the finish. Yes, it wasn't just <laughs> yes. a high spot. Exactly. And and Noodles rejoices. Yay! Yay! Noodles. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's not happy with me that I did that. <laughs> but yeah, the so fact have... that that was the finish. And man, he... The psychology during that match, though. Sticking on that knee. Bad Bunny staying on the knee of Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. By the book. It was so good. 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Bunny, you can tell he respects the business. It's not like some of these guys yes. that just show up for a paycheck in a pub, cheap pub. Jay Leno. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Drew Carey. What? But, <laughs> now, Drew, to be fair, didn't actually try. He was just there to be in the Rumble and pop cane you know i, I would say johnny this. knoxville but that was one of my favorite matches from last that year that was a that was, that was yeah WrestleMania, so i can't say that <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with you on that one uh but yeah it's any number of them uh steven amell does a decent job when he's in the ring he does yeah uh, i do remember when he was on too yeah and logan now i mean job. even logan paul yeah and you could and you could even stretch it to go pat mcafee Stretch it. If he's an athlete, though. He's... Yeah, I was going to say, he's an athlete, but he's still yeah, not. So is Logan to an extent. but Right. Plus, but every, I haven't never seen Pat McAfee have a bad match, mm. truthfully. Even when he was wrestling Cole in NXT, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so well, yeah, but the celebrities are. Yeah. yeah. The celebrities are a slippery slope, though. It's, uh, but Bunny does it the right way. He put the work yes. in, he respected the business. Uh, it helps that he's tight with Freeze. Because like you always say, best friends always make the best opponents. Best friends make the best opponents. I'll, I stick to that. Yeah. I'll have to see if Chuck Taylor ever wrestles Trent Beretta. Let's see if that's true. <laughs> Muffin Top and what's his name? <laughs> no, he's usually it's... nice to Trent. He's usually nice to Trent. He likes Trent. Right. It's Muffin I Top, like, though. I like Chucky. But <laughs> I, it's just the way they're using... Uh, you know what? I... I told you, I have a list of everybody on the roster. We're going to do an episode one of these days where we just break down everybody. <laughs> it might be five hours long, but we are going to do it. Oh, it's going to be a corny podcast. In other it words. might be a corny podcast. <laughs> we'll get Barry involved. We'll get Gary involved. It'll be it'll be a hoot. Shoot, if we can keep AJ sober, we ought to get him involved. Uh, that is the issue, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, AJ. We love you, AJ. <laughs> But he has no filter, <laughs> and that's part of the reason we love him. But he does make for entertaining messenger fodder. Yeah, and you guys oh, get somebody's... the watered down version. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Barry's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so did I? Kind of wanted Priest to go over, but I, it didn't bother me. The Bad Bunny went over. Yeah, there was like, no way. Priest still looks Bunny strong. He still looks strong. Oh, yeah. So and, I'm I'm okay with it. And from what I heard, the office is really high on him after that match. So they might get him elevated to, you know, hey, if Rollins wins that world title, Priest is a very credible challenger. Very credible. I I would definitely go with that. Yeah. I Although I've, I've got a feeling it's going to be Drew. Who? Drew. Oh, yeah. Pro- McIntyre. I, Probably heel Drew. I, which we can I hope ho- for. We can hope. We can hope. There's, I, I don't know. I'm still trying to get used to the whole draft picks and everything. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Everybody, I think, is still trying to find their way. Right. Like, it was only the first week that the rosters had rolled over. So. Right. Yeah. It, uh, so everybody's complaining about the booking. They haven't had time to really figure out what they're doing. Yeah. They haven't had time yet. to do so, anything yet. Yeah. I'm willing to give it a couple, couple of exceptions. months. Sure. I'll give it a couple yeah. of months. I mean, I know I'm looking at this as a hard reset for Triple H for his booking. Yeah. So, it, like I said, it remains to be seen what's going to happen. Uh, let's uh, 
keep moving. Let's go into the, let's get into the six man match. I was un, I was underwhelmed by the six man tag match. Uh, Usos and Solo against KO Sammy and Riddle. I'm not a big Riddle fan anyway. Okay, to be with you. that was gonna be. I was curious because I can't stand Riddle. Things fly off his ass. I can't stand Riddle. So <laughs> it just looks like he's wrestling in his underwear after he got out of the shower or something. It's it's terrible. I I and there's lots of people that have been huge fans of Riddle, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I get that he's an athlete. I'm they over could, the stoner character. A, right. I think they're getting away from that a little bit, though. A little I bit. hope so. Well, they kind of uh, have to because wasn't that why he was gone? Well, yeah, that and also dating <laughs> the porn stars and well. I mean, that's personal. But I'm not one to judge. We're not judging, you know. I digress. Uh, We digress, accepted. Uh, (laughs) They could easily make him an ass kicker because he's got that MMA background. He could could make make him a a Brock-like character without the muscles. But, you know, same idea, you know, like a shooter. Yeah. Bari. (laughs) Thanks, Bari. (laughs) Thank you, Bari. (laughs) <laughs> Bari's our fact checker in the uh, in the chat there. Yes, and it is appreciated. Very uh, much so. Yeah, uh, I like the tease of uh, Solo and Jay, where it looked like Solo might knock Jay on his ass. I'm ready for the demise of the bloodline to see what happens. I'm no. more interested <laughs> now in just the bloodline than Sammy and Ko. See. And that's a credit to Roman and everybody. The the hottest thing going for months was Sammy and the Bloodline. Now we're yep. seeing that the Bloodline can make compelling television without Sammy. Right. Because right now there's there's not a challenger in the on the horizon for Roman right now. So no. it's kind of they kind of have to just kind of handle their business for a bit. And uh, yeah, they which I think between is between what happened. I- so what's going to happen then? Who's going to turn on Roman first? Who do you think is going to turn on Roman first? We know it's going to happen. So who do you think is going to? Honestly, gonna... I think all three of them. I think he tries to get think... Solo to beat up his brothers, and Solo picks his brothers over Roman. I think it's going to be Solo going after Roman. I used to think it was going to be Jay. I really did. Everybody thought it was going to be Jay for a long time, but Solo's getting over. He, oh yes, he is, very much. I enjoy Solo. He, again, like we discussed, I think it was last time. He's not the perfect person for it, but he's the perfect person that WWE has. He's the best guy they've got. Exactly. He's the best guy they got in That's, order to until they sign Jacob Fatu. Solo is the guy for that job. Yep, he definitely is. And uh, I like that Solo got the pin in that match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over smart Riddle. Riddle took the Riddle took the fall, yep. so the tag champ stayed strong. Uh, yep. The Bloodline have proven that the slow burn works. In, yes. In creative. Well, it's been is, so long since we've actually had a slow burn, which I think is why it's, it's going true. over the way it has. This is very we, true. Because we don't get slow burns very often. No, usually three months and it's done. If that, yeah. <laughs> With Tony, it's three weeks. <laughs> oh, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. If you're Poor lucky, Ricky Sharks only lucky. got two. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, yeah, I, I, I was, I was underwhelmed with that match. 
I, I didn't like the main it. Event. I, uh, I, it was a palate cleanser. It was a palate cleanser. Yep. Mm-hmm. Between because uh, I know Damian Priest and Bad Bunny were before that match. Then they had the triple mm-hmm. tag, and then the one they had the main event. Yeah, well, it was a double main event, which that didn't make any sense to me why it was a double main event, and then the top two main event matches weren't one and two. But okay, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's but well, it needed a power Wrestle- at WrestleMania 18. Hogan and The Rock went before. Lita, Trish, and Jazz, which went before Hunter and Jericho. So kind of the same idea. They got the palate cleanser in between. Yeah. To kind of bring everybody back down a little bit mm-hmm. before everybody yeah. got hot again. Yeah. Although this crowd was hot all night. but Oh, man. They were caliente, as they yeah. say in uh, Puerto Rico. Yes. And the uno, dos, trace counts for the one, two, three. I yeah. love that. That was even during. Even during the corner punches, they were counting to 10 in Spanish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's where you need a Bradshaw there to yell at them to speak English. <laughs> oh, JBL. Oh, Bradshaw. So let's get into the main event. Uh, Cody and Brock. Of I've really liked how they did this build-up. Uh, Brock is just a better heel than he is a babyface in general. Very Although I did, so. I did enjoy babyface Brock, though. Farmer Brock, you know. But, I did for a while for what it needed to be, but I'm glad he's back to a badass. Yeah, because he is the most credible shit kicker in wrestling across every promotion. He's, yeah, he, it's it's believable. You don't believe that anybody can kick his ass, right? I'll just say it. Which is and, what he should be, right? And smartly, they didn't have Cody kick his ass in this match. He he got some hope spots, and he got some good shots in there, but Brock pretty much dominated in the entire match. Until he made that one mistake, and he ate the turnbuckle, and then we got got some juice. A lot of some juice. That was the most juice I'd seen since probably Steve and Brett. Oh, no, no, no. The most juice I ever seen was Eddie with Bradshaw. Yeah, judgment, yeah. judgment Day 04 when he took the chair shot, but yeah. this was this was good old Puerto Rico juice like Abdullah and Cologne, you know. <laughs> it was, and Very. Uh, I lo- and what I liked was the finish. Like I said, Cody didn't hit his finish to get the win. He, I don't think he hit the finish at all. Did he? he didn't hit a crossroads on Brock. Yeah, I did. Did he? Did he? Hit, not, to, hit not to finish. Not to finish. He did. I couldn't remember if he managed he to hit one or two, not. Two or three. He hit two in a row, I know for sure. Okay. But, and the point that Cody made last night, I really liked. He said that he beat Brock with a wrestling hold that countered a wrestling hold in a wrestling ring, but Brock was calling it a cheap win. Yeah. And Bully made a point on Busted Open that Brock is a collegiate champion wrestler. So that's really a feat to out-wrestle Brock Lesnar, even though he's known more for just throwing people around and, you know, punched him in the face. But that's also a good way to help Brock get a little bit more heat because yeah, now he's he going to be even more mad. Which he was on yeah. Monday. <laughs> so I, it's working and I like yeah. it. So yes. this is the yeah. first time I've cared about Brock in a while. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I like the, and I like that Cody's having to struggle. He's having to, having to do, do the work as his weight belt used to stay in 
Ring of Honor and AEW. Yeah, they're not just five uh, minute matches, and I'm surprised because right. it's Brock. But right, and he's not going to be the world heavyweight champion, which is a good call, because I think for Cody Roman is the mountaintop. He's got to he's got to be the guy that Cody beats to finish his story, and I think he, he will probably be at, WrestleMania uh, next year. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe it'll be for all three belts. You never know. <laughs> you and I have the same feelings, though, about multiple belts. Because I, I, when they said they were bringing in another belt, I wasn't thrilled about it. Was not thrilled about it. Didn't mind that. I guess I get what they're doing. But kind of like we've discussed with AJ and Bari too, it feels like a consolation prize right now. And for Cody to win that, it's like, oh, well, you weren't quite good enough to beat Roman. So here you go. We'll give you a belt. And you can't, for him to finish well, the story, like said, you can't do it that way. With Cody, it would be a consolation prize. With Rollins, it wouldn't because Roman hasn't beaten Rollins. Correct. So, so that's about the only way they can... Maybe AJ, because AJ hasn't wrestled Roman in this run. Not in this so run. Either one of those either one of those guys I think could make it credible. And uh and i I'm almost certain, and I mentioned this to Bari on Gold Rush on Friday. I think that belt was made before Vince came back because I think Triple H was gonna give that to Roman, get rid of the two uh, belts. Yeah. And then when Vince came back, he's like, Hey, nice belt, pal, let's have a third one. You know, that kind of thing. <sighs> Thanks, Vince. That's good shit, pal. That's <laughs> good shit, pal. Because it, and we mentioned that if you look at Triple H in some of these press conferences and promos, he's I don't think he's he's feeling it. I think he's rolling his eyes a little bit. I'm sure he probably is because he probably got the feeling that he was going to get control, straight control. Yeah. Now he and has it, a modicum of control with a mustachioed yeah. psychopath looking over his shoulder all the time. With the villain just sitting there waiting. Just twiggling his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna tie Stephanie to the railroad tracks and Yeah, he's gonna tie Stephanie to the railroad tracks and be like, All right, you're gonna do what I say. Yeah. Oh hmm. boy. I digress. So that's backlash. Uh I thought show. good show. Really good show. Not a bad match on the card. Nope. I I was I was like I said, I think if I had to rate it, the worst "quote unquote" match, the worst match, would have been the triple. Oh, I think that was theory, the worst Lashley match. and Bronson. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. It was just it seemed like they. I don't. It looked like they they were just going through the motions in that match. Yeah, which is easy for me to say because I'm a jabroni that's never taken a bump before. But <laughs> I yeah, it just know. seemed like it seemed like it was filler, you know. Yeah. Which, like it was considering just the talent in the match, that's not that was that's a disservice. Yeah. Uh, so, Night of Champions is a week from Saturday in Saudi Arabia, and we and, won't see it live. <laughs> oh, we might. It's on. Uh, it'll be on at like noon. Oh, so we'll see. Because it's in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, but uh, so a couple developments surrounding the uh, undisputed tag team championships. Number one, it sounds like Sammy's going to get to go. You know, he hasn't gone for many, for several years, but apparently, as we understand it, Syria and Saudi Arabia have, like, resumed, like, 
talks and like to be in the Arab Union, whatever it is. I'm not up on my politics, so right. there's not a so it's not a death sentence, I guess, for lack of a better term, for Sammy to go over there. I, Although I Ed, you made a point, I would still trust it though. <laughs> I I'm inclined to say the same thing. I would I would still be very nervous, at least the first time. It's too fresh. It's still too fresh. It's too new. Yeah. That's why I kind of think they ought to open the show with that match and then get Sammy the fuck out of the building. Yeah. As quickly as humanly possible. Uh-huh. Do a stretcher job. Just have him wheeled out <laughs> yeah. with a Kevlar blanket over him, you know. <laughs> straight uh. to the limo, straight to the plane. Get on the plane. Don't move. <laughs> Pretty much. Because, you know, there's some guys are going to fly private over there. Brock usually does, obviously, Brock. Hunter and Vince. So I would imagine Sammy will get, <laughs> they'll, they'll take care. I hope, I hope they'll take care of Sammy. I'll just put it that I way. I hope they do too. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have his own, like, quote unquote, sequel, secret service. Yeah. Protecting him to make sure nothing. Well, we'll have, we'll have KO there. Okay. He'll fight everybody. Only you one saw the promo person. last night. Yeah, <laughs> I know he will, but he's only one person. But but here's the thing. I mean, in the match, there's going to be four guys and three guys with him. So hopefully, you know, if and I don't want to. I'm not putting this out in the universe. I don't want it to to happen. But <laughs> I'm sure that all those guys are going to look out for Sammy. And you know, I'm afraid I we're going so. into a ge- we're getting into a geopolitical tailspin in our conversation, and we need to. Get yeah, let's get there. out of that. Let's get out of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, but uh, everybody thought that maybe they would get the Usos in the title match. They're getting uh, Roman and Solo instead, which is yeah. very interesting. Because, and like I was saying, maybe Roman has an opening to the title because tag champs get to go back and forth. So if they win the tag titles, Roman could conceivably challenge Rollins or AJ for that world title if he wanted to yeah so, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> internet would explode if that happened <laughs> yeah probably more than likely it usually does yeah well it doesn't take much to make the internet explode these days but no, uh it doesn't we'll get so to that eventually <laughs> there, i there's some there's something that they're overlooking on this pay-per-view it's Knight of champions every title is supposed to be on the line right Yes. That means Roman's challenging for the tag titles. His belt, his title's not on the line here, right? And I know we, and I know we said he doesn't have any challengers really, like prepared for him right now. I had a thought of a way they could they could get around this. Okay. Tag title match. Okay, so Sammy and Kevin defend the tag titles against Solo and Roman. Roman has to put his title up also. So okay. if Sammy or Kevin pins Roman. They win his title. If they beat Solo, his Roman's safe. He's he doesn't lose his belt, but they lose the match, and Sammy Kevin keep their titles. So Solo gets thrown under the bus, basically. Or, He's the protection. Or that, or they win. Yeah. You never know. I'm just saying. <sighs> I. But I know it's too late because they haven't made that stipulation. But I. I mean, if you're going to have uh, all the belts on the line on the show, that's the way to do it. Barry called you out. <laughs> At least 99. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the match was on that. That was uh, 
Mario, you got to help me out with that. Because that was... Was that the Sid Savage Nash Sting match we talked about, Bari? He'll respond shortly. Uh, yeah, he will. But yeah, so... <laughs> so we've got... Night of Champions is looking interesting. You got AJ and Seth. You got the tag title match. You got Cody and Brock. Yep, Bari confirmed that is the one that he was referring to. Uh, but other than Who that, they haven't really announced... Cody and Brock? Because Cody went over this time. So are we doing a best of three? With it ending in SummerSlam? I'm inclined to think Brock because it's Saudi Arabia and the Grand Poobah of Saudi Arabia probably wants Brock to win. Uh, I don't know what they call their head of state over there. I don't want to be insensitive. Uh, All right. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking Brock wins this one, then maybe they do the blow-off at like SummerSlam. And uh, they and keep saying they're building... going to fight. Yeah. They keep saying they're going to fight. They haven't said what kind of match this is going to be. Are we going to get a fight pit? I hope not. Not with Cody. <laughs> I don't. The next fight pit I want to see is either Brock and Lashley or Brock and Riddle. Okay. I'm all right that's, with that's that. What, that's, what I, that's what I want. Cody, I don't think, uh, should be in the fight pit. It's not his vibe. True. I think. He's what he's I wrestling. want. You know what? They like to lean on Cody's heritage so much. I think they should do a bull row match. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Good point. I'll get those Very every now and then. Point. I try. On uh, occasion, you have them. Not all the time. On occasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a booking machine. Hey, I booked a whole zero one card in my in my head on Saturday, just in three minutes, and I think it looked good too. <laughs> oh, I'm we'll sure it probably did. Tomorrow. We can talk we'll about get that, into that tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that happened last night, Prince Ali. I keep calling him Prince Ali. That's what I know him from the Indies. Mustafa Ali is the number one contender to Gunther and the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I'm a little worried for Ali. I am too. <laughs> He's going to get uh, chopped into mincemeat probably by Gunther. And you were asking why they would go with Ali for this. I was well, hoping for I was hoping for Bronson Reed. I'll be honest. Me too. In that battle me too. We both hoss fight. Yeah. Hoss fight of all hoss fights. <laughs> That'd been fun. That'd been a lot of fun. Yeah. I th- I think uh, they went with Ali for the Muslim audience, Saudi Arabia. Ali's from Pakistan. Well, he's not from there, but his parents are from Pakistan and India. Yeah. So so maybe that's... A, the a more I thought he's... about it, the more I thought about it, I was like, I bet I know why they did this. Because you know they're yeah. going to put every single one of their wrestlers that they have from that area, or remotely close, mm-hmm. on that I wonder, card. I wonder what they'll do with Mansoir. Because usually he's the one that wins the Battle Royals and the, the matches over in Saudi Arabia. But now he's doing the maximum male models thing with Massey and Otis. I get. But I digress. Uh, Oh, Massey. Poor guy. He's a hell of a worker, but the model gimmick isn't doing it for me unless it's Otis. (laughs) It's not doing it for me with Otis. I'm sorry. He's back to being a joke character, and I don't know. They haven't. Well, Otis is a funny guy. He's. They haven't really. They haven't fully pulled the trigger on Model Otis yet. On Otis. Otis. Yeah. I guess, but I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know how some of our favorite podcasters feel about the girl uh, Maxine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We 
listen to some opinionated fellows in the realm of podcastery. So that's half uh, the reason I listen to them is because they're opinionated. <laughs> it's uh, best to uh, leave uh, leave it at that. I think. Uh, let me think. What else with Night of Champions? I don't think there's anything else announced for Night of Champions, is there? I'm trying to think. Uh, there's not a U.S. title match announced yet. I don't. Th- not Wait, no, yet. There is. I think Lashley and th- I thought they announced Lashley in theory for the U.S. title. They'll I don't probably, know that. They'll probably reiterate that on Saturday or on Friday. Friday. On yeah. 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 Although, uh, is it just me or is Lashley kind of on a lifeboat, just kind of floating out in the middle of the ocean right now? He's kind of shredding water. I'm hoping that the brand shift will help him out. Yeah. Like I said, I, they'll probably build him up a little bit and uh, feed him to Roman, if I had to guess. Uh, there's still the uh, opportunity with Brock, because Brock's a free agent. They could always have the blow-off that they didn't have yet, which is why I keep saying fight pit with those two. Because that's the only way that I can be interested in those two anymore. Because yeah. in a We've regular match, they it's, yeah, fight pit adds a little extra element to it. And both guys being MMA uh, legends, I guess, for lack of a better term, it would... Uh, or just put would... them in a cage. I mean, I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be a fight pit. Throw them in a cage, but it's just basically the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's... Well, but with the Not. fight pit, there's no ropes, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, fight pit's no right. ropes, right? Fight pit's no ropes. Right. I, I like that idea better. In Impact, they did a match. Mike Bailey and Kenny King were it was it wasn't a cage, but they took the ropes down, and it was just like a martial arts match or something like that. Bailey went up winning, so they could like do I something that, like that too. They could do something like that, and that would be fun. I I would enjoy yeah. that. I usually don't like gimmick matches, but I think that one is an exception to the rule. When it's a gimmick that's tailor made for the participants, I'm okay with it. Right. Yes. If it's Anna Jay and Julia Hart in a no holds barred, no DQ match, I have a little bit more of an issue. Are we getting into AEW now? <laughs> I, I, we might as well while we're thinking about it. You know, well, I don't want to think about uh, it. <laughs> a little over a week ago, Menders, we went to a, a show called War Games for Zero One USA, we and did. I told you I that was a better show than the last two or three Dynamites, <laughs> if you ask me. Which says a lot about the Zero One shows. You should go check them out. It says it's a, it's it is accredited to Zero One. You ought to go check them out. Uh, yes. Uh, check them out on Patron or Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> uh, it's only $5 zero, a month. Yeah. As low as 5 bucks a month, you can get on there. Just look up Zero One USA there. And uh, you can see what we're talking about for some of these shows here. But with that, uh, with that said, good Lord. <laughs> they have... And... And I'm not knocking I'm so most, of the, most of the talent. Most <laughs> of the so talent there, I like. Uh, yeah, they just don't know what they're doing with them. They've they're building There's pockets them, to the moon. Orange There's Cassidy. There's a lot of them that uh, I like. Oh yeah, Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them there that I like. They're just not using them the way no. they should be. Not at no. all. It's so bad. They brought Miro back last week. I'm nervous. Because I don't know what they're going to do with him. <laughs> Isn't that... We got nervous about it the last time they brought him back. And they actually did something good with him then. When mm-hmm. he came back as the badass ass kicker. 
the Redeemer. I was fine with it. Yeah. Yes. I hated how they brought him in originally when they made him the video game guy with, with Kip. With the Mickey Mouse pajamas? Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. That's probably Tony's pajamas. I want to know whose idea. I know, but <laughs> no, there's no way Miro would fit in Tony's pajamas. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, they Miro doesn't need anybody. He doesn't need, no. in my opinion, he doesn't need a mouthpiece. He doesn't need. He needs to just be a Billy badass. Is what he needs to be. They could bring his. They could bring CJ in, uh, the wife, to be like eye candy. That could work as long as they don't let her talk. I cannot stand when she talks on a microphone. She with or without annoying. the accent. With with the accent was tolerable. Without <laughs> she was insufferable. I couldn't stand her. I was happy that Nia Jax put her through a table ten weeks in a row. I think that's the nicest thing I've ever heard you say about Nia. <laughs> don't get used to it. Although uh, she looks great these days. They showed pictures she She's dropped a lot of weight. She's getting healthy. So good for her, I say. Uh, Sorry. She I was has a little a worried there, Menders. Well, so do we. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that was Barry's yeah. comment. Sorry. Well, anyway. Talk about yes. her hole on television. Uh, <laughs> she does look great, though. Yeah. She has toned up so, a lot. Kudos to her. She looks great. Yeah. 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 You never know. Maybe, maybe she's angling for a return. Maybe... Maybe that's been discussed. I don't well, know. I thought that was what we were getting after the Rumble. Yeah, I was a little surprised that they, they only had her there for a one-off. But uh, not complaining because I'm not a big fan of her work. But that's neither here nor there. I can only think of one person that is. Uh, me too. <laughs> Good old Wayne. Uh, <laughs> so back to AEW. We we touched on briefly Julia Hart and Anna Jay and the No Holds Barred match. It was... The, it could have been worse. Call, it wasn't terrible. To it call that match the drizzling shits would be an insult to drizzling shits everywhere. <laughs> it's it, it must be Anna J that I don't like. It must be Anna well, J that I don't like. I don't is, I don't know. She's so green. She she started wrestling on TV after I think she had maybe three matches in training. And then they put her on TV and and yeah, I know she's banging Jungle Boy, but you know, it's, I'm wondering if wrestling talent is sexually transmitted. <laughs> Obviously, it's not. <laughs> oh, Jack. Uh, I'm sorry. Are we coming off as cruel here? Oh. Okay. Lord. That was I a think sloppy. I'm under control now. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, what did you think of the open house rules uh, tag match? House of Black and Best Friends and Bandito. I think the Best Friends and Bandito need to come up with a different freaking rule. Well, yeah. It's. I mean, Bandito's a luchador. I, why not go lucha rules? You know, that would have been my idea. You know, where if a guy rules out, there's no tags, you know, it's just Rachel Libre. Well, to me, it didn't seem like they really gave themselves any type of advantage. The team no. that's going to, the team that's going to beat them is the one that's going to figure out no. which one, what rule they're going to use. Yeah. They, they to banned, get their advantage. They banned quote spooky witches from ringside. Julia had already had a match where she was in a, a oatmeal and toast 
no holds barred match with Anna J, so she was already out of the picture. Yeah. So. Uh... So hopefully the rest of the challengers going forward are a little bit more creative than my boy Chucky e. T. But we're talking we're talking about best friends here. That's that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's. I like Trent. I'm it's... not a big fan of Chuck. I'm. A, I like Trent. I get Trent. a feeling. You know, the rule is, like, the opposing team gets to pick a rule. That was the idea. I have a feeling that nobody but Renee remembered that. Probably <laughs> That's not. Wednesday. Even Tony. And <laughs> Renee brought it up, and then it looked like they were confused. <laughs> and Chuck just thought, what can I say that's funny? Yeah. It was really bad. It was, I was like, really bad. They started saying it, I was like, really? This is what you guys are going with? Yeah, it, it seemed Did rushed. Did you forget your line backstage? I, 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 I don't know. And I like the House of Black. They're one of my favorite groups in AEW. I do like the House of Black. I, every Each one of them individually are awesome. They are. And as a team, they're good. They're probably the best trio in AEW, not just because they have the belts. I mean, God knows they're better than the Elite and, uh, well, best friends, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Death Triangle, I could do with that. I think Pac needs to go on his own. I do too. Get away from, uh, I could see them doing something with FTR and the Brisk- Mark Briscoe as a trio if the fast food booking that happened last week doesn't affect <laughs> that. I said something on Twitter that I, I think you guys popped for on our little group chat where I said, it's a credit to Tony Khan's booking that he managed to come up with an angle that makes me not care about Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal, or FTR. Yeah. <laughs> Which are it's four of my favorite people point. on the roster. It's gotten to that point, though. They're, he's making Mark Briscoe look like a schmuck. He is. I'm surprised Mark's going for it, honestly. I'm surprised Papa's going for it. He, they put Papa Briscoe on TV and they made him look I like know. a schmuck. I know. That's... Uh, you, know, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm thinking? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I just saw that, too. Our buddy Barry said, Yeah, the big dummy in coveralls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you for reading With that, all... because I always forget that not everybody's watching this, so when <laughs> bring comments up, it's... Uh, I like Jeff Jarrett. I like Jay Lethal. Sanjay, I used to like when he was a full-time wrestler. I don't know what to think of, of Suttonham. He's, it's weird to say I think Vince would, would book Suttonham better because at least he'd get a match with The Undertaker out of it. I think Menders may have froze. All right, hey, more of me. That's great. Uh, so... Yeah, she just messaged me. Stupid computer, so she'll be back here momentarily. But I'll keep talking. Uh, keeping going on AEW, they had this lazily booked four-way match for the for the main event. Uh, all the pillars, you know. And last this past week, they had each one of them got their own video uh, feature. Hey, are you back? Yeah. Apparently, I'm the one with technical difficulties this week, so. I guess so. Uh, I just started talking about all four of the pillars getting their own video feature last week. They did. Uh, MJF was the good one. 
I actually I really cared about Sammy episode. after the end of his. Sammy has me so confused. Is he a? He's a heel, isn't he? He's why is he doing to be... a? Why is he telling the kids to follow their dreams and they'll all come true? And it's, it's a plucky babyface promo one hundred and one. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't. Is hate he it. trying to make himself a babyface on All Access and seeing if it's carrying over into the show? Well, he kind of is a babyface on All Access. I have not watched one second of All Access because I don't want to break the fourth wall. I broke the fourth wall. It, it actually, uh, I won't go into it too much, but it is very much a, what's going on with well, Sam and Tay today? And between that, young people. and Britt and Adam, what's their latest uh-huh. drama? And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, whatever. Now, last week I didn't watch it, but it, it is. I, it's All I can say is I'm glad that, from what I understand, Tony Khan is not on the show a whole lot. He's not I'm on sure it he's a whole lot. He's there because a lot of it's taped backstage. Right, right. It's all access. Well, a lot of it's taped during like during the shows. Right. And like Sammy's oh, mom see, was there and went over and hugged Tony Khan. I, I mean Tony gave her a big hug. Oh he did. He likes to he likes to give the big hugs, you know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean I'm not going to knock the guy for being emotional. I mean, that that's happens, and, and you know, he's a he's a fan like we are. So, and he's got the keys to the candy store, and he's got I get all it. his. But I don't feel. I feel like if we were in Tony's position, you know, had millions we, of dollars that our daddy gave us, and we were running our own wrestling promotion, we'd be a little more professional. We'd be keeping the fourth <laughs> wall up and very secure. Mm-hmm. And we'd protect the business a little more. Yeah. Uh, also, we would hire Bari to help out with the booking. Yeah, and, and, and AJ. And AJ. Yeah. I would but be that's... the one that when it just got a little too far, being like, guys, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, what I usually do when we all book. It's like, they'll start booking. I'll be like, guys, no. that No, no. I'd be, I'd, I'd be the one that walks in while they're planning their 10-man ladder <laughs> fest. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> Actually, what the guys have always said, I would be in charge of the money. So, because I'm the one that thinks of all the money stuff. So, I'm 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 good with that. I just give me the book, and uh, you know, it's it's a I know it's a pipe dream that we'd ever have our own wrestling territory. But you know what, me and the guys have been talking, thinking about how much we would need to come up with because we've we've got. Between you, me, Bari, AJ, we've got a lot of friends in the business. Yeah, yeah. Now, it might just be indie friends, but... Right. Hey, and I have a name for the territory, as you know. Yes. HFCW, Hoss Fight Championship Wrestling. Yep. Problem is, (laughs) it wouldn't all be Hoss Fight. Yeah, see? No, there have to be some things. That's Bari's. NAWF. North American Wrestling Federation. I don't remember exactly what they had. I think that was it. And then they each think... had their own. And then they each had their own show too. Right. Cause... I know they always show me the drafts they do on their two K twenty threes. Then they try to put me in the middle. Make New me Age Wrestling Federation. New Age. Okay. Yeah. Now that makes me think uh, high spots and flippity doos and things. They like have so. But... I'll put it this way: they put a little bit of everything in their okay. in their booking. And I'm and flippity doos are are fun, but. If there's a reason the for them. If yeah. there's a reason for them. Yeah. Can't have, if you have a match 
with all high spots, then you can't put your feet back on the ground. Right. You know, you get your head in the clouds like friggin' young bucks and people like that. But I'm I'm, I'm getting grumpy here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> let's get off of bit. flippy stuff. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Christian Cage last week, best part of the show. With that promo we cut on Double uh, A and World, I thought he was getting a little bit uh, close to crossing the line close. a little. Yeah, especially when he started talking about uh, Brock, because when he first started talking, I thought he was going someplace else. I did too. Uh huh. I was like, oh shit. Let's not go. Okay. I was I was so relieved when he said Brock Anderson. I was like, oh, don't <laughs> don't do yeah. what I think you're gonna do. Well, that's a, well. Even I said, I think in our chat, I was like. Dude, don't get in a feud against Christian. No. <laughs> Especially if you have deceased relatives. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Barry, uh, this is Cage is brilliant. Christian, that is. I, I didn't think you meant Brian Cage, Barry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a knock on Brian Cage, but yeah, Christian, best promo in the company right now, the not named MJF. Uh, great heel. Uh, I hope he beats Wardlow. I hope he gets that TNT championship. I did it again. Get that comment down. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I would like to see Christian win that TNT title from Wardlow. Because he's got the heater with uh, Luchasaurus. Like, see, I'm still trying to figure out what they're doing with Dino Douche. Um, <laughs> Dino Douche. Dino Douche. Dino Douche. Yeah. Whatever. But at least he looks more badass now. He looks awesome right now. Yeah, he does. He looks less litigious. Yes. <laughs> like he won't get sued for his mask. <laughs> well, obviously. Not anymore. No. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm I just I'd like to see him in a match now, honestly. In a uh, match. Yeah, just to see if he's still reckless. Yeah. <clears throat> Almost killed poor Felix that one night. Again, I, I think this. Felix does all the flippy stuff. Douche just isn't used to it. A table. <laughs> I know, but still, I just, no, I don't know. I just, yeah. Some people you just don't put together to work together. That's true. I mean, it's like putting and Marco stunt with almost. They're, they're, they're not going to fight. I would I would pay to see Omas and Marco stunt because Marco was gonna would. bump like a champ. <laughs> I mean, Omas has I don't know two and a half feet on him and probably three hundred pounds. That would be a more. bit of a mismatch, if a not more. Bit. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> like somebody with yeah. community creations on two K twenty three, make that match happen and. <laughs> This video. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to think if there's anything else. Uh, do we, should we talk about the cage? Uh, Omega and Moxley? Uh, I mean, oh, the less said the better. <laughs> that match uh, made I me nervous. And it made me nervous for a reason. Was it when Omega mm. went uh, through the cage and his leg got caught? No. That part didn't bother me. Oh. <laughs> kind of heartless um <laughs> actually it was when mox had the ring hook oh the turnbuckle the it turnbuckle had in... flashbacks you were talking about oh that. i did i had terrible warhorse flashbacks and i know this is jumping back to zero one again but i've seen what those hooks can do 
uh, and how it can rip uh, somebody's mouth open. Trying that, yeah, uh, just for context for those that don't watch Zero One, uh, uh, without getting too graphic, Menders, uh, uh, say what happened there so people know. Well, it was a, it was a, I think it was a no holds barred match or no disqualified, something along those lines. Because I saw it on YouTube. And that was where I watched it. Mm -hmm. I actually mm -hmm. wasn't there for that one. This was before I started going. Um, but uh, Gary J from down at St. Louis Anarchy and all over and Warhorse at the time was known as Jake Parnell. And right. uh, they uh, had new tore daddy, the ring by the up. way, Warhorse. New daddy. That's a Warhorse. And he got he got a battle pony in the <laughs> at home now. <laughs> but uh Gary J had taken the ring like when the ring comes apart, there's a hook that's on the turnbuckle. There you go. Bari and them it happened a month before they started going. And mm. he had put Gary J had put the hook in Jake Parnell or Warhorse's mouth. And when he went to tug it out, he ripped like this off of his face. It was very grisly. It was very, 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 very bad. I was looking to see if I could find a picture of it because I had one at one point. Uh, no, um, no pictures. <laughs> Less pictures, you the better picture? on that. No pictures, well, please. That... <laughs> uh, I got to anyway... assume they may have had a, they may have gotten a talking to in the back after that match. <laughs> I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know if they did or not. See, the thing is, is that it was an accident. It was a complete and total accident. It was accident. an accident. So, sure. I, how can you have how but can you have a conversation with somebody when it's an accident? Right. It's like Masada setting himself on fire. You can probably have a conversation with him. Right. <laughs> but I digress. But you At know, least Nick, Nick Gage works smart in death matches. He's not. A, he doesn't get crazy. He just you know plays play the toys. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not a big fan of Nick Gage, but I'm not. He's grown but... on me. He's grown. He's grown on me the last couple of years. But uh, I, I know he has, and I, I. I guess I just remind, I, as I say, it just reminds me, we'll go, we're going to Jericho then, because Jericho saw Nick Gage was pretty popular because of, you know, Dark Side of the Ring and all that stuff, and he wrote his coattails. Yep, the writer of coattails, Chris Jericho. You're popular, let me jump on here and follow you for a while, and then when you're not popular anymore, I'll look to see what the next best thing is. Hey, Roderick Strong, you got a big pop in your debut, let's have a match. Yeah, we're going to have a match now. We're gonna false count anywhere. It's gonna be awesome. So dumb. With no build. It's... Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I guess I, I get where Roddy, they're coming but... from with it, but it's it's. I mean, yeah, it's an offshoot of the Cole stuff, but still, it is. It's... But then, why isn't it? Why isn't it like one of the other jobbers from? Sorry, you don't like that. One of the other guys from the Jericho Appreciation Site. Why does it have to be Jericho? And why can't Jericho be barred from the ring? Because Cole's barred they from the ring. They should have it where Cole and Jericho cannot be in the building until the pay-per-view. They have to stay away. Yeah. They can do promos, but they would not be allowed within, like, say, 50 feet of each other until their match. Yeah. That way, when the bell rings, it, you Go know, you got the build-up. Let it explode. Uh, yeah, they could have... I would 
love to see a match between like Roddy and Garcia. That would be an awesome match. That would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Even Roddy and Hager, if they can dust Hager off for a match for once. I'm throwing this out here. Do you think Kyle's coming back? I think he is. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to convince Tony to bring Bobby Fish back. E. Just to get the just to get the just to get just the group to get back the together. Group back together. Plus, I love Red Dragon as a tag team. I, yes, I do too. Fish. Red Dragon and FTR for the tag belt. Come on. That's Don't what we, we wanted back vendors. when it was. Hot. We had this discussion though. What <laughs> two years ago? We had this discussion. You could have had a tag division with FTR, the Kingdom, Red Dragon. I can Let's go throw on. the lead in there just so that way we have somebody to take the pin. Sure, um. <laughs> okay. You got the Lucha Brothers. You could have had the Briscoes back, yes. back then. I mean, I know Briscoes is Time Warner's fault, not Tony's. I'm sure Tony would have loved to have him, have them on TV. But, yeah, but... So I can't blame that on Tony's, which is like one, two. Uh, <laughs> but they could have had the best tag team division in the country. They could have. If they wanted to. They could have. They could, and even then, you still, and even then, the best friends was still hot. Mm-hmm. They were very popular. So that's that Santana would have been, Yeah, but Who, no. for my money, is still the best team to that never won the AW titles that had a shot at it. Yeah, and they never really even had a shot. I don't think they ever got a title shot, did they? Have they made up yet? I don't know. <laughs> I know Santana's still under contract, but I I don't know what the deal is with that, so I I can't say. Okay, just, so let's I'm talk about saying, the. The elephant in the cage match. Would that be uh, Cyrus the Virus and his screwdriver of doom? Yes. <laughs> it would be. Saw it coming a mile away. I saw it coming like a month ago that he was going to yeah. turn on Kenny at some point. I don't know if he's with the BCC or not, but I knew, I thought, actually, I thought he was going to turn heel and uh, Takeshita was going to turn heel also and be his new guy. Takeshita is really good. He's really T- good. Takeshna would Ta- not make a good Takesh- heel. Takeshta. Okay. You want me to use the other name that I know him as? I, I will. I prefer if you... Uh, please don't. But <laughs> at least get the name right. But if if Callus is his mouthpiece, I think it could work. Could. I don't know. Could. Not, I, think maybe he's not too much, I think he's too much of a baby, right, a baby face right he's, now. He's too nice. He's too nice. Um... <laughs> Thank you, Barry. <laughs> I'm not uh, reading that one because no. you didn't want me to. <laughs> I don't want to take all of Corny's names on the, sh- on yeah. the show. <laughs> so we'll uh, leave that one out. The, fu- the yeah. funnest one out of all of them, we leave that one out. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know who else I could see putting Cal because he doesn't really fit with the BCC. No. So I hope he's not trying to do a, he's going to take over what was Regal Regal. Spot. I hope not, because he's no regal. I, he's I, not. I, I like Callus. He's no regal. Callus is too much of a the show, where he's, a, he's too carny. Yeah. Regal was like legit. Yeah, like I, we're gonna kick your ass, and that's how it's gonna be. You know who um, I would I could see putting in regal spot if he wanted to do it. Fit Finley. I could see that. If there's one work. guy I think Tony needs to hire is Fit Finley, because number one, he will work with the women and make them better, because he did it in WWE. And we all know they need that. Uh-huh. And he's also 
can be an on-screen. He's got the name. He's got the on-screen talent. They could conceivably bring in David, do something with him. Yeah. Because, you know, David family is in Bullet Club right now. Yeah. Never oh, openweight champion, by the way. Just yeah. Tama Tonga for that one. So. Oh, wow. Okay. I, didn't I like know David that. Finley. I've been high on David Finley for a few years. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I like him. I, I don't know about him in Bullet Club right now. It's still kind of new. But uh, I'm really confused because it seemed like, it, I think it was WrestleMania weekend, maybe, I, maybe before that, Jay White lost a Loser Leaves New Japan match to Eddie Kingston on the San Jose show when, uh, the night right. that Sasha won the women's title. Right. At, after the match was over, Jay lost, so he was so that was him wrapping up with, with New Japan. And at the time, he was the leader of the World Club. And after the match, he was he got attacked from behind by Finley, who took his spot in the Bullet Club. So that makes me think that Jay should be out of Bullet Club. But now he's in AEW doing Bullet Club Bullet gold Club with, stuff. with Juice. Yeah. So you would think that he would he could he could still be a heel because he's an awesome heel. But just make him the switchblade, make him kind of how he was when he was before he was when, with Bullet Club, you know. But are they trying to recreate Bullet Club? Is that what we're kind of getting with AEW? If they are, they need more guys. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no, they don't need any more guys. That's no. the thing. <laughs> they have no. enough on their roster. Well, I mean, they've already got the elite. They don't really need another Bullet Club. Yeah, but wasn't uh, the Bullet Club? Bullet Club was like, what, five, six, seven people? Uh, They've kind of gone the way of NWO where they've had like upwards of like Too eight many. or nine people. Yeah. Yeah. The original Bullet Club I loved. It was uh, Finn... Uh, Prince Devitt, Carl mm-hmm. Anderson, Tamatanga, Badluck Fale. Just four guys. Then they started adding people. They added uh, the Young Bucks. They added uh, Yujiro, uh, AJ. I liked AJ in it. Yeah. I thought he was a good fit. Uh, Omega. Then just over the years, it's gone more. Gallows and Anderson left, and then they brought in Tonga Loa, who's Tama's brother, and they were the tag team. I was going to say, I, now, I, I like the Finn. The Finn and the AJ, I like those two eras of leading the Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked the Ring of Honor Bullet Club, uh, the Bucks and Cole, for what what it was when they yeah. were Ring of Honor. Because Cole was a good leader for, for was, that group. I was going to say, it's Cole, though, as the leader. And that was when yeah. Cole was Hot. money was, and yeah. bigger than he is now. Yeah. But, the Bucks were still annoying as hell, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the Bucks but it was like them annoying. and... Uh, it was like them and Paige. It was like the core group in Ring of Honor, which I liked that group. Yeah. Because when Paige first really started finding his groove and he was doing the hangman stuff. And he wasn't Where wearing glittery pants. Uh, he was on one of the house shows over the weekend. Uh, wrestled, okay. uh, wrestled Big Bill, I think. Oh, jeez. But I think he was, he's was he been selling the eye. I think he wrestled with an eye patch on because he's selling that screwdriver attack from the BBC. Okay. Which I approve of. That's that's good long term storytelling. That is that is. Speaking of, we didn't talk about that. That happened. Oh. Didn't that happen last night on it Raw? Monday. Yeah, it happened on Friday. Friday. On SmackDown. Yeah, uh, Bianca, it was on SmackDown. Shades of the old Freebirds JYD angle from the early eighties. Uh, Oscar blinded Bianca with the mist in her and hometown. She, and in she her blew, hometown. And she blew a full load into Bianca's face. <laughs> <laughs> At the risk of sounding crass, I was I was in the kitchen and Stacy was watching, and she's like, "You gotta see this." And I look and yeah, just full 
all over. Yeah. yeah. It was her entire was... face. She wasn't going to miss, unlike no. some people on AEW do. No. But, <laughs> like yeah. Julia Hart. Julia but Hart. I digress. Uh, <laughs> but then they showed in the back. The only thing that was, they did wrong, they didn't have Montez there with her when she was in the trainer's room. Yeah, I wondered about that. But, but I'm hoping that they have it where I hope that... they actually do a full blinding angle. Then maybe that's how they get the belt off of her. Maybe. You know, you never You're know. You're going to have to come up with a good reason to get the belt off of her because she's she deserves that belt. Well, lack of vision is a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Very good reason. But you got to have somebody else though, that can carry it. And right now, the only other person I can think of that can carry it is Asuka. Well, it's the Raw belt, so it's got to go back to Raw. Okay, so, so then can Rhea. Can, can Rhea and them just switch this? Or let's just switch this because this is so dumb. I this have... is bothering me about the draft. Okay, this is a great segue, Minders, because I kind of teased this a little bit. I have a solution to the belt problem in WWE. Okay. okay. It's I, it's not one that I'm crazy about, but it would work. Okay. <laughs> now, if ideally, it would just be one world title, one tag, one women's title, go back and forth and all that. Right. But that's not going to happen because no. they, if they don't have all the belts, they can't sell all the belts on the website and make all the money. Exactly. You know, not knocking it. You know, I'm a, I'm a collector. As you hey, and you know what? See, I'm, the, uh... I'm cool with the Intercontinental Melt, and I'm cool with the U.S. Champion. I, I like, I actually do like the two mid-card belts. I just wish they would use them the way they used to be used back in the day. Right. Okay. So I actually have an illustration of my idea, Menders, if okay. you're ready to see this. Let's see. All right. I put in a lot of time on this at work when I should have been working. <laughs> okay. Okay, so here you see all of the titles here at the bottom part. Now, what I propose is, at the top, you have all the belts that would go between shows. Like, get, uh, Just for the purposes of this argument, this is the belt I chose for the tag team belt, because I love it. <laughs> the, old, the old Raw tag team titles from like the late 2000s. Right. Uh, so we've got that, Universal Championship. The women's championship, and again, just going with the classic, and the women's tag team championship, because, you know, why not? Okay. So then you go down to each show, and I, I put NXT on here, too, because the uh, women's tags have been defended on there, so I guess technically that would work. Right. But for purposes here, then all these four would be just all over the place on pay-per-views, whatever. And then on Raw, you would have your World Heavyweight Championship, you'd have you would re-split up the tag titles, as much as I hate it. Have the Raw Women's and the Intercontinental, and that'd be your four belts that are featured every week on television. Okay. SmackDown. Bring get the WWE Championship. I mean, you can't get rid of this if you're gonna if they wind up uh, just going with one belt in the future for Roman they gotta and making that it. the SmackDown belt. I'm I'm worried they're gonna keep the universal because it's blue, but this is the crown jewel of the WWE for the last sixty years. This WWE right. championship. So keep this on SmackDown. Make this your top guy that's not named Roman. <laughs> uh, say just for for argument, argument purposes, just, we'll go AJ. How's that? We'll say AJ. We'll say AJ here. Yeah. We'll say Seth here for the world uh, championship. I'm using my mouse as a as a uh, pointer, but you can't see my mouse. You can't so I don't see know it. Why I'm doing it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so say AJ's the, the world champion. Let's say that maybe just for argument, the Usos have the SmackDown belts. Sammy and Kevin have the Raw belts. Okay. Uh, the uh, SmackDown title right now, Rhea has it. Let's say it moves over to say Asuka. 
Okay. And then Rhea gets the raw belt. Okay. Uh, Theory has Theory and Gunther are good. They're on the right shows. They're fine. So, yeah, they're fine. So they're good. And then NXT, you got Melo, you got uh, Gallus. I think Gallus mm-hmm. is still tight champs. Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, well, Alba and Isla have to do something with the women's tag team championships because they're on SmackDown. Yeah, I was real confused when that whole draft went down, but we talked yeah. about that last. Well, week. I say I think they got painted into a corner because they had the match booked and both teams got drafted. Yeah. <laughs> before the match happened. <laughs> uh, Indy vacated the women's title. They're gonna, they're solving that. Uh, I'm hoping it's Roxy, but you know, you never know. I, then, you're hoping uh, for Roxy, and I'm hoping for Cora actually. Cora could do a hell of a job as the champ. She's a hell she of a could. heel right now. She could. Put her with put her with Breaker as like a power couple kind of angle. That would be awesome. That would work. And then uh, North American, you got Wesley still has the belt, although I'm hoping eventually goes to Ilya or maybe Dijak. I would be fine with them. You know, the other person that nobody talks about anymore, and Bari and I are huge fans of it, is Nathan Frazier. I like Nathan Fraser. He's he needs some more time. He needs more TV time. He needs we to actually get, saw uh, him. We saw him at a when New Wave was a thing, and oh, wow. oh yeah, he was a New Wave, and he was really okay. super nice to us. He came over, talked to us for about five minutes, and same yeah. name or did he have a, an indie name? Nope, same name. Hmm. Same name. But see, this what was before. That was it. Was before it was before he went to NXT. Okay. This was before because he came over. It was during COVID era. And when it was smaller shows everywhere and all that fun stuff. But yeah, yeah. he was, I got a, I got a bracelet with Nathan Frazier somewhere around this place. Nice. But yeah, that's somebody I'd like to see take it off Wesley in all honesty. Would... I, I love, I love Iliad. I love, and I love Dijak. But Ilya, I want to see, actually, I'd see, see Ilya go for uh, Carmelo. Yes. That'd be a, that would be an interesting match with those two. It would be. So anyway, so back to, back to this here. So, these are the titles that get defended on on TV if they have like a Raw exclusive pay per view, a SmackDown exclusive pay per view. There, that's your main event, that world title, WWE title. Mm-hmm. But for the big shows, your Rumble, your SummerSlam, uh, even like the Saudi shows, tribute to the truce, whatever. That's right. when you get Roman against whoever. It doesn't have to be one of the two world champions. It can be whoever. Right. And uh, going between shows, uh, with the women's title, same deal. You could. Theoretically, let's say Rhea is the the all around WWE Women's Champion. Then they have a new Raw Women's Champion. Then Rhea's going back and forth. So right. this is this is doable. I'm looking at this like the territories. Yeah. If they make Raw NXT and SmackDown like a separate territory, like if the end if the WWE is the NWA, then Raw's Charlotte, SmackDown's Mid South, NXT say Georgia. Mm-hmm. Then every company had their had their top title, had their tag title, they had their secondary men's championship the women's championship was kind of a moot point back then in the territory so this is an anomaly for for that argument right with, with the women's title but yeah just treat each one like a territory you know nobody moves back and forth like from here but then you have your traveling world champion you have your rick flair that would go all over the country in japan defending the world title then you'd have your briscoes your uh, whatever have you you know yeah and they would just they would be the attraction. They would show up. You could have a, a WWE World Tag Team Championship match on Raw if you want to. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I'm rambling too much, but this is what I'm thinking. And uh, I know it probably won't happen because, you know, convoluted. And... Vince? What? Okay, go on. Yeah. 
you know, Vince likes to fix what isn't broke. I'm I'm fixing what is broke right. in this scenario. Right. But that's that's not normal for Vince. He doesn't like that. It's like that doesn't work for me, pal. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I would do it. If uh, if anybody has a better idea, let me know. But uh, plus, I I just, I just I want to see them bring this tag title back. This O two to O eight or O nine. The only thing I would suggest, I would just have one women's title and not two. I wouldn't have one on each show. And if you're well, going to. That would work if all the women were on one show. Yeah. Because if they're split up, then the girls on, say the titles on Raw, the girls on SmackDown are going to get pissy and say, Why, we can't get a shot at this because we're not on the same show. It was kind of the same but problem they, they had. What I'm they saying, though, the... is let the Raw, the Raw or whoever, the main woman's champion jump back and forth. That way you have SmackDown and you have Raw. Now, see, that know. works. That works if you just all together just go this one belt period at the top yeah and then do away with these well keep these the ones. keep the intercontinental keep the u.s keep the north american and get rid of keep, the rest of them and keep the women's tag in the nxt yeah that'd be fine but then you would just and i don't you know i would say keep all the nxt belts because that's technically still developmental i would say technically and that's a different I would, brand i don't think roman would go defend his title in nxt although him and Breaker would be quite interesting. That would. I, I'd be down for it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. That's just me on, on my little on my little soapbox there with my ideas. I was surprised that uh, Van, or Von Wagner was in on that for uh, Gunther's. Yeah. That surprised me. Yeah. they. I don't think they know what to do with him. They're still doing an angle with him in NXT. But... Uh, <sighs> They're, it's kind of I kind of feel bad for them. They're kind of making him a sympathetic baby face because I I don't know it's a whole thing. I guess he had a head injury or something as a baby, and then people are calling him a freak in the locker room. It's, it's kind of sad. I feel bad for him. But uh, back in the day, we it, wouldn't have. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Because some most wrestling fans can't be assholes if they, if they want to be. We really can be. Uh yeah. I try to take the high road myself because I am a pantheon of class and uh, Depends on who it is. That's true. That's okay, true. prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to... No! <laughs> he did not break my feet or my foot. <laughs> he knows this is the wrong show. Nobody knows who you're talking about. I know, I know. I'm just... <laughs> I did that to pop you, Menders. Okay. Well, you popped me. All right. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, I know we. I had told you we were going to go short. I think we're actually going to go regular time today because we're actually doing looks like well. it. I was going to say all right. it's all right. So, so let's get into our regular feature here, Menders, and show the latest inductee into the Hall of Fame, shall we? <laughs> I told you I had an updated video. I know, I see. <laughs> You're going to have to update it again in two weeks. Uh, I'll probably wait a few episodes to get a full full screen. It occurs to me, every time I watch that, the the first one with Andre Taker and Muda looks like a really weird family picture. 
<laughs> kind of does actually. Like Buddha's, Buddha's the insane child, and Taker and Andre because they're huge. They're right. I guess I guess I'd say Andre would be the dad. Well, you know, it's the 21st century. Maybe they're both the dad. You know, could be. No, no, that doesn't work for that doesn't work. That, that's an unsettling mental picture. Yeah, I don't want you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> <sighs> but I digress. <sighs> so let's get let's, so let's let them wait no longer. Here we go. The JTR Hall of Fame. Every episode we have somebody new, and uh, so far we've only had one manager going in, Menders, and you know who it is. So we, I, you're giddy. We got Giddy Mindy going right now. Giddy Mindy going. Hey, uh, I made this suggestion. You did. This was your request, and I was going to do it eventually anyway. But I was like, let's do it. It, it sounds good. I was down. Yeah. So our inductee this uh, this episode, uh, guy we got to meet about a month ago, Menders. Yeah. Could not have could not have been a nicer guy, but here he is, the mouth there of the south, is. Jimmy Hart, one of the greatest managers of all time. I put him in my top three, easily top five, but I would I almost say he's top, top three. five for he's top five. I I can't go top three. Well, top. I'm gonna guess your top three: Heenan, Corny, Heyman. Uh yes. I see. I would. I would. I would consider putting Jimmy above Heyman. Okay. But uh, and then like JJ's gonna be in there somewhere though. JJ be in the top ten. Okay. Uh, Mr. Fuji probably went number five. I liked Fuji, but let's get to Jimmy Hart because I love Jimmy Hart. Let's talk about Jimmy. Uh, I love Jimmy. I mean, not. Born into the wrestling business, he was a he was a star before wrestling, as we know. Yeah. Look at that, the Gentries, a Memphis pop group from the '60s. Uh, there's Jimmy, there third from the right, uh, where it says Jimmy next to his foot. <laughs> Thanks uh, for the clarification. <laughs> hey, I, I aim to please. But uh, they were a one-hit wonder. Uh, Keep on dancing was the single that they put out. It was uh, a big hit, and actually. I was gonna say you gotta take the picture down so you can show it. There you Looky see this, there. the record. Uh, I couldn't get one in mint condition because you know it's. I don't. It's, I don't know what print what edition this is, but you can see right there. There it Jimmy, is. Jimmy autographed this for me at the Swerve Circle Expo. Uh, could not have been a nicer guy. Like I said, Com- complimented my Otomics workout pants that I was wearing. I you think he might have thought they were pants all weekend. <laughs> hey, you know what? I live for comfort, and if I could boycott denim altogether in favor of Zubas and Otomics pants, and I would, but I would probably get side eye from the misses if I tried to do <laughs> probably, that. Probably, probably. And and my father and my nieces <laughs> and you. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a whole lot. The only reason I say that's because right now with the foot. Uh-huh. Pajama pants is all I wear anymore. That's the thing. So. When I when I had a broken leg, it was all like track pants, like Adidas pants that snapped up the sides, and then yep. sweatpants. And that was all I wore for about four months. They even let me wear that to work. That's was saying something when I, well, when I nice. was doing physical therapy. But yeah. anyway, I'm, we're getting off on a tangent, Menders. Yep. Back, Let's back get back. to Jimmy. Back, back to, to Jimmy. Jimmy. All right. So after the, the run as the, as the pop star, he... Uh, 
I guess the story goes he helped Jerry Lawler record an album or maybe okay. a song. Like he was like one of the musicians that they brought into because Jerry can't sing. And <laughs> he would and he would tell you. <laughs> right. I mean, need to find that song, but. Anyway, I guess they hit it off, and Jerry asked Jimmy if he'd ever consider getting into the wrestling business. Jimmy loved, he was a longtime fan, as he says. Yep. So Jerry brought him in as his manager. And, uh, well, that's not Jerry. <laughs> that's just the king. I think yeah, that might I be Bob, that's Bobby Eaton. That's, Is that Bobby that's Eaton? Yeah. But anyway, so he brought him in as a manager. They were doing the heel thing. They would flip-flop back and forth. Jerry always, Jerry was always turning. He was like the big show in Memphis. He was always going heel to baby face, whatnot. Yeah. Eventually, eventually, Jimmy started the first family of wrestling. This was his big stable. You see the Midnight Express there. You got Bobby Eaton, Dennis Condry, Iron Sheik. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I'm I'm a little fuzzy on my Memphis wrestling. If Keith Gibson was in the chat, he could probably tell me who some of these guys were. Uh, but this was like the dominant heel faction. It expanded later on to this. Who's who's that young fellow in the green jacket, Menders? That's corny. <laughs> But yeah, this is a more pronounced group. You still got Condry, you got Ken Patera. Looks like I think that's Brickhouse Brown, maybe. I think uh, so. The Assassins, the Grapplers, uh, all kinds of really, really like solid heel talent in Memphis. Yeah, uh, they were so good at being heels. And Jimmy Jimmy Cornette was like Jimmy Hart's like apprentice manager. Which that's so funny to think of now. <laughs> I know. But this. You know, look, Corny's so babyfaced in this picture. Then you see Jimmy. Jimmy looks like a he walked off the cast of Three's Company. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but now first family that was a big deal. Uh, let me show this again. Uh, I guess this was during his feud with Jimmy Hart. Bobby Eaton had a crown on. Uh, <laughs> at one point, he got uh, together with uh, yeah. Andy Kaufman. He was kind of like the. Uh, well, Caretaker. He, was the, he was the menders <laughs> of this angle because he was the one stirring shit up between them. He was uh, they would they would uh, set up Waller for beatings and whatnot and things like that. Uh, I still I still say my favorite. Are we are we going to talk too much about this about Andy and Jimmy and Waller? Uh, we'll touch on it. Okay, because my so, favorite was when it was the handicap match. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because neither one of it's Lawler against two non wrestlers essentially. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Now that's not the match where the assassin came in and gave him a pile driver, right? No. Okay, that's a different match. I think that was just. I I, I was thinking was of so... the one where Jimmy and Andy were like, "Okay, we're going to both go at the same time." They were in different corners. Uh huh. And then when Jimmy said "go," and he ran, and Andy was still standing in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know what that is an MJF move. It is. That's I literally did that a couple weeks ago when they were doing the dive. <laughs> Sammy did the dive and I MJF know. pulled up. So yeah. <laughs> so MJF I, is a heel in the Kaufmanian sense. Yes, he is. I th- right. I think that's why I like him so much. But that's it beside be. the point. It could be. Uh, so after about I want to say ten years or so in Memphis. Uh, Vince gave him a call, brought him up. This is the, and I know this because he told me, this is his first promo picture from the WWF. Oh, wow. Like the first 8x10 that he would have. I know this because he still had them at the expo. <laughs> I thought he did. <laughs> and uh, my buddy uh, Keith Gibson, uh, friend of the show, Clubhouse Land Radio, he's 
he grew up him and his dad going to shows in Evansville with for the Memphis ah. territory. Mm -hmm. So he loves Jimmy Hart. So I actually got him this picture autographed for him at the expo. Aww. And uh, I, I, th I think he may have peed a little bit out of excitement <laughs> when he got it. <laughs> now, the joke's on me. I didn't get one for myself, but I got the record. So You got um, the record, yeah. though. If he's back next year, I'll get an 8x10, and I'll get that frame. But uh, but now, look at, the, look at the look. I mean, he didn't wear these kind of suits in Memphis with the musical no. notes and the... Still had the I assume this is when hair. he was with Honky Tonk Man. This is before that. This was Oh, this was before. Five. Okay. This is eighty five. Uh, okay. I've got a oh, I've got a whole gallery of pictures of all the guys that he managed. So we'll get oh, to I'm that. Oh, I'm sure you do. Uh, yeah. But he's very over the top here. Uh, can we just say how magnificent the mullet is? <laughs> he still has the mullet. <laughs> he does. That man is almost, he's 79 years old. He does not look any different look than any he different. did in 1996. <laughs> no, he doesn't. All right. So just to get into his, uh, some of the guys that he, that he managed. Starting the first guy was Greg the Hammer Valentine. Aww. There he is when he was Intercontinental Champion. I like that jacket, though. Looks like, That's a pretty that, cool jacket. A, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. cool belt, too, but we'll talk about that someday on Cold Rush. Yeah. Uh, for a brief time, he managed King Kong Bundy. Mm -hmm. He managed him in at WrestleMania 1 when he beat S.D. Jones in 9 seconds. Looks like he's about to yes. pick his nose there. Or maybe get I know, that was kind of like... Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, here's how I first came to know Jimmy was when he managed the Heart Foundation. Heart Foundation. Because when I first started wrestling, watching wrestling, it was about November of 86. So these guys were... That was they hadn't probably, won the yeah, as I say, that was probably about the same time I did, maybe a little bit before. Yeah, because um, I remember Randy Savage damaging Steamboat's larynx on the guardrail. That was yep. one of the first things I really remember. Yep. Like, I, I, I'd watched it before, but I don't remember any of it because my brother watched it when I was really little. Yeah. And he was afraid of Ox Baker, but he hates when I tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, who wasn't afraid of Ox Baker back then? That's true. But well, no, so the Hart Foundation, actually, that was what he called his group was the Hart Foundation, not just yeah. uh, Bretton Anvil. It was the no, whole group it was, was the whole... Hart Foundation. Yeah. And then then eventually they just got whittled down to Bretton Anvil as the tag team. Yep. But uh, so he had them. He had, look at this guy, the adorable oh Adrian Adonis. <sighs> wow. Would this, would this gimmick fly today or would the woke masses pitch, pitch a fit? With There's this? Effie. Well, there is Effie, but Adrian's a heterosexual, though. Would it be K considered? K would that be considered uh, misappropriation or something? I don't know how how it is. He was I don't a dandy. Know. Adrian was a dandy back then. He was. Uh, but see, back then it was a totally. Was a character. It, was a, it was a totally different world we lived in. So. Yeah, I can't imagine the things that he got called at the walking to the ring back then and. Yeah. 1985, 87. Yeah, he probably was not kind. But no. he could work his ass off, though. He was such yes, a good could. worker. Yes. I liked I liked the original New York bad boy, Adrian, when he had the leather jacket. And he teamed up with Jesse Ventura. Yep. Uh, oh, this, this has a soft spot in my heart. No. Ter Terry and, well, Terry and Dory Funk Jr., but Vince called Dory Haas Funk. <laughs> Of course he did. 
Now, see, now we're getting into the jackets that I I remember a lot more, the zebra print with the multicolor. Yes. I think the good people at Zubaz need to recreate this jacket for me. There you go. They would probably be more than happy to. I wonder if I could get Zubaz to sponsor the podcast. Maybe. I mean, you can't see my legs during these episodes, so kind of fruitless. I could wear the headbands (laughs) that, that you gave me. You have headbands. That's all right. I look like Big Bird on the bottom today, so it's all good. Oh, that's all. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Terry and Haas, they had they won at WrestleMania two, but then Haas left. I I think he was. Well, no, Terry left first. He had a sick horse. Right. So so he left, and then they put Dory with Jesse Barr, uh, Jimmy Jack Funk. Yeah. The guy who later on got his I think got his nose bitten off by Haku. It was I either think so. the nose or it was either the nose or the eye. I forget which one. I think it was the nose. I okay. think. Don't. Eh, I think Bari, it might have been the if, eye. Bari? <laughs> <laughs> we need but, you. Yeah, but this was short-lived. I loved Funk's feuds with Hogan and JYD at this at this time. Yeah. Uh, again, doing stuff that probably couldn't he couldn't get away with now, beating up the poor uh, African American ring attendant for mishandling his hat. Yeah. For example. <laughs> and then that it's, 1987. It's crazy to think what they got away with. Oh, I know. Man. I watched a promo today. I was watching. I was kind of down a rabbit hole. Don Morocco, you know, ah. uh, one of my favorite heels of all time. So, such a great like asshole heel back. And this is like '83 Morocco. Like, I say, this is like with, yeah, early, yeah. early. And he called Tito Santana a name that I will not repeat on this show. Oh, but oh. he did it. But he did it on. Let's just say it rhymed with snitback. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was bad. I, I was like, holy crap. And he was, it was in an interview. It was in a promo. Yeah. Well, but it was <laughs> he also. He got away with it. But it was when that was normal. Ugh. As much as yeah, I hate but... to say it, but it was normal then. Yeah. I tr- I, I'm not the mo- I'm not a politically correct guy, but even I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, you can't call him that in a promo. And that was, that was actually the promo on the show that started the feud with Jimmy Snuka that led to the cage match. But we'll get to that later. But as we get into 1987 Menders, here's where you asked for it. There he is. The worst baby face in the history of bad baby faces to the point where he tried to get a letter writing campaign to give him the fans seal of approval, but nobody did it. Which made it, and then he got angry, and Jimmy became his manager, and then we get this. Look at that, uh, Alice Cooper with Damien. Yep. Poor Jimmy. Why he wore white pants that day, I'll never know. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Sorry. I, I in I hindsight, no I wish I would have but... asked him. What? I hate no ropes. Oh. That's what... <laughs> no ropes. I got you. In hindsight, yeah. I wish I would have asked Jimmy about this. Just to... <laughs> if he's if there he next year, brown I got pants questions. That day. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jake's getting a little friendly with him, but that's neither here yeah. nor there. Yeah. Uh, so as we go, 88, he didn't have a lot of extra people. He had Dangerous Danny Davis, the crooked referee. And then yeah. uh, in 89, the Hart Foundation leaves him. But he's got the Rougeau oh, brothers. The Rougeau brothers. The all-American boys themselves. Jacques yeah. Brandon. This 
this was Raymond's like his tail end before he retired, but they had a they had a couple of good years there feuding with like the Rockers and the Hart Foundation, the Bushwhackers. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's the punch that, dynamite that been kid after... in the locker room. See that <laughs> <laughs> That was after demolition, wasn't it? I'm sorry? Demolition, would they have been fighting with them then too? Uh around there, yeah. Yeah, okay. Demolition turned babyface November of 88, so it would have been around there. Okay, yeah. I can't imagine that match would have gone well for the Rougeos. Probably not. But I, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> moving on from the Rougeau brothers, then you got Dino Bravo. This picture, just everybody's faces in this picture are gold. It's like they're singing. Are they singing something? I, they're doing the Rougeau Bohemian Rhapsody? I don't know. <laughs> It's back what when it kind they of looks like. Tenta, they made Tenta the Canadian earthquake. And then you have Mean Gene back there, just like, I'm too short for this. <laughs> yeah. But Although every time Gene's every time I the... see earthquake, I always think of Fred, so. Oh, Fred. Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred. Yep. And Tenta is also happy to not be the baldest person in this uh, segment. <laughs> right. Uh, I liked how they brought Earthquake in. They uh, they did it. Bravo was feuding with Warrior, and they did a push-up contest. They picked a random Joe out of the crowd to sit on their back, and it happened to yep. be Earthquake. And then he wound up squashing Warrior. Then goes on with Hogan, and I he doesn't get his due. Menders as as a really great big man. Well, he was he athletic really as hell. He was, he was a sumo before he was in pro wrestling. It's uh. Because yeah, I think, it, see, this is when I was when I was really didn't understand everything, and I was a Hogan fan at the time. So you'll have to forgive me. But oh, when yeah. Earthquake was it Earthquake or Yokozuna that broke Hogan's ribs? Uh, earthquake on the Brotherhood okay. show. Yes, that was yeah. when I sent a get well card to Hulk Hogan because I, I was uh, I yeah I've told you this story. And he actually sent me a show, postcard back. Well, somebody did. Yeah, somebody sent me a postcard back. <laughs> it was a, it was a, a friend of the show, Dustin Danger, did the same thing back when we were yeah. in fourth grade. He also had the really cool, like, it's like looks like a chalk line jacket is now with Hogan on the back with, like, the red and yellow jacket. <laughs> so we all thought he was super cool because he had that. Uh, yeah, I really didn't know what good wrestling was back then. I just enjoyed watching it because... Yeah. After Hogan, I was a Warrior fan. Mm. Oh, yeah. I know. Aren't you disappointed uh, in me? I'm disappointed no, you were in young. myself. You, you were young. You know, mistakes can be made. Uh, yeah. Speaking of mistakes to be made, oh, Rhythm and Blues. Greg the Hammer <laughs> Valentine with jet oh, black great. hair. Yeah. Neither one of these guys can sing a lick, but they had a gold record. Yep. Remember the name of the song, Menders? It's Cadillac. Something Cadillac. No, 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 no. Hunka, oh. hunka, hunka, honky hunka. love. Yeah. Now, yeah. they had uh, DDP drove them to the ring at WrestleMania in his pink Cadillac, though. Okay. That's what I was thinking of then. Okay. I guess. So, I don't know. Jimmy kind of had a had a rep for tag teams. You know, Heart Foundation, Funks, uh, Rougeos, uh, for better or worse, Rhythm and Blues. Yeah. Then, he got the yeah. Nasty Boys. <laughs> nasty Boys. I didn't. I couldn't stand the Nasty Boys when I was a kid. In hindsight, now watching them back, they were so good. And I was the exact opposite. I loved the Nasty Boys. I thought uh, they were great. 
Have you seen the match they had with the Steiner brothers at Halloween Havoc in 1990? I probably have, but it's been a long you time. You should make a point to go check that match out. It is so good because the Steiners it? are the Steiners are my favorite tag team. Right. And then the Nasty Boys, they weren't even this was before that was before they went to the WWF. Okay. So they were fresh off the AWA. They were real fresh then, yeah. They were real fresh. Well, as fresh as two nasty boys can be. <laughs> yeah. See, the armpit spot was my favorite spot. So yeah, oh, the pit the, stop. The pit stop. <laughs> I love the pit stop. You know my favorite thing about the nasty boys with Jimmy Hart? Huh? The helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you helmet. Say, I thought you were going to say the mullets. <laughs> well, the mullets go without saying. Exactly. The... the just Jimmy wearing a motorcycle helmet with his suit. <laughs> and I of course the, the helmet would be... with all the skulls and crossbones and Yeah, yeah. Of course Jimmy would use the helmet as a weapon. Of course. And uh He wouldn't be a good manager if he didn't. This is true. He's resourceful. Exactly. Look but, at uh... me look at me sticking up for the heels and tomorrow night it'll be a totally different <laughs> tune. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so, so we talked about the fabulous Rougeau brothers, Menders, but a couple of years after Raymond retired, we got the, oh, Mountie. the Mountie. He always gets his man, Menders. Uh, yep, he does. And responsible, f- I'm not a big fan of like backstage comedy skits on wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. The, the jailhouse match with the big boss man at SummerSlam 91 and the aftermath when they took him down to took him downtown. It was comedy gold. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I remember that match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The match yeah, was yeah. kind of the shits, but the comedy well, yeah, afterwards but was. Afterwards was fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you... the Mountie. The Mountie. <laughs> this is the second episode in a row we mentioned the Mountie because I I mentioned when I sent the question in to Bruce about the yeah. thing of a horse. Uh, uh, Menders, you mentioned Uncle Fred. Mm hmm. There Natural he is. disasters. Ugh. Were you shocked that I put that picture up? No. I love <laughs> the natural disasters. Even when they were heels, I still liked them. Oh, yeah. The match they had with the Bushwhackers at SummerSlam when the Bushwhackers had Andre with them. Yeah. Uh, I liked their run as a, as a babyface team also. The match with the Beverly Brothers at SummerSlam at Wembley was, was good. They were They were good as faces and heels. And yes. there's not, there's not very, <laughs> there's not very many of them that. That's that's really hard to pull off. That. Yeah. A, a monster team is is a uh, is a hard thing to do. What the heck does this mean? You want to figure here's up. Are you quoting Sh- uh, Shank Mari? <laughs> he might be, except then it's Marvin's finger. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> we love Marvin. But yeah, so so he guides another tag team and. Uh, this is actually a, an interesting thing because he had three tag teams that were all like top contenders for the tag team championships at the same time. So he had the Nasty Boys, had the Natural Disasters, and then he had Money Inc. Money Inc. And uh, <clears throat> Jimmy wound up double crossing the Natural Disasters for Money Inc. Yep. But I love these belts. These are the belts where the text was black instead of red on on World. Ah. Like. As an example, and I know I'm getting kind of into Gold Rush territory, my cheap knockoff tag title. You see where it says World in red? Uh-huh. It was actually, on that belt, it was black instead of black. red, and it looked really cool. 
Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I need to find that belt eventually. Put this back on its pedestal. <laughs> I've got like four of these. I need to get one to Bari. He's all got right. all his belts too. Yeah, right. Someday I'll have more. <laughs> there's there's others that I want to get. Uh, so after Money Inc., Jimmy turns babyface for the first time, I think ever. I don't think he was yeah. ever babyface in Memphis either. And there we go. He's managing the Hulkster. This is probably when I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I, this was around the time I had stopped watching WWF just because I never had time. So, yeah. And we didn't have cable, so I didn't watch like uh, Raw or anything like that. So I just heard things very secondhand. Mm-hmm. When Hogan debuted in WCW, Jimmy was his manager still. Yeah, I knew and that. I didn't, and I didn't know Jimmy was his like actual manager, like his legit, ah. like handling his business affairs. But when he shows up with Jimmy Hart, I was like, what is Jimmy Hart doing with Hulk Hogan? Because, <laughs> because I was out of the loop for so long. Yeah. But all would be right in the world, Menders, in October of 1995. There we go. <laughs> this is... Uh, after his second title run, like when the Giant beat Ric Flair for the title, not the Yeti humping freak show that was Halloween <laughs> Havoc 95. But yeah, he joined the Dungeon of Doom. He became the Giant's handler. But the Giant wasn't the only one because he also had, speaking of tag teams, the Faces of yeah. Fear, Ming and the Barbarian, who might be mm-hmm. the toughest tag team ever created. And all you of need, course, there you go. Kevin Sullivan and Jackie. Jackie scared the hell out of me when I was when she was in WCW because she was beating up all the guys, and yep. that was kind of unheard of because that was I think right before China had debuted in WWE. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Miss Texas. Yep, I love Jackie. She doesn't get the respect she deserves either. No, no, she is so good. She beat Chavo Guerrero Senior. Or... No, she beat Chavo Junior for the Cruiserweight Championship. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so nice to have Jimmy Classic. in. I'm glad Jimmy's in the Hall of Fame. Yes, well-deserved. Uh, and like I said, we met him a month ago. Uh, could not have been a nicer guy. Uh, still wearing the suits. Like, he, he dresses the part when he makes public appearances. Like I appreciate that. Yeah. There's so much I appreciate about He's still, keep, he's keeping the business. Yeah, he's, protect, he's protecting the gimmick. Yeah. See, and I I love Hillbilly Jim, but when he goes out and about, he's usually got like a t-shirt and Adidas pants. Yeah, he can't do that. And, he needs to be in overalls. A baseball cap. Yeah, he's big overalls, the, the hat, overalls. you know. Yep. Have the horseshoe around his neck. Uh, but yeah, so Jimmy, uh, well-deserved induction. Second, our second manager to go in, but certainly not the last one. Nope. And uh, yeah, I just, you know, could not be a habit to a better fella. So I think, let me see. Oh. There you go. That's how Jimmy stays the way he is. Jimmy Hart eats a can of beans and a baked potato every day. Is that true? I don't know. Barry said <laughs> it was, so it must be. Uh, if Barry says it, it must be true. Yeah, it has to be true. All right, Menders, we have just a couple more orders of business. We're actually going to go a little long today, which isn't, which isn't a bad thing. No. Uh, uh, but, you know, it is... Uh, it is Tuesday. Bari clarified it is true. So Yes. Uh, now I'm curious what kind of beans. Baked beans? Green beans? Pinto beans? Maybe it's any kind of beans. Just because if you asked you to can of beans, you'd want some variety. Oh, you would think so, yeah. Yeah. Can we All get right. to the top ten? Let's get into the top ten. 
it is top 10 Tuesday. And this this list I picked for a reason, Menders. Okay. Uh, the world's leading historian on pro wrestling, Freddie Prinze Jr., made some comments during uh, one of the A&E shows, I think last week or the week before, where he said that Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan in 1987 was the first real big feud the WWF ever had. Okay. That made me kind of scratch my head a little bit. <laughs> so, today's list, Menders, is greatest WWF slash WWF feuds pre-1987. Man, you're so, really going back in my memory on this one, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, this one I might be... I might be losing you a little bit on this one. Barry might be able to keep up in the in the comments. Barry might be able to keep up, but I don't know if I'll be able to keep up. But I'll try. Uh, I don't go any any earlier than like 1975, if okay. my math is right. Uh, but yeah, so there were plenty of big feuds that sold out Madison Square Garden or the Spectrum or wherever back in the day. That, I mean, yeah, Andre and Hogan sold out the Silverdome, 93 plus thousand people, which is awesome. But well, to but say that was. Had- the- MTV and everything else that was helping them get it nationwide as opposed to a territory. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, but to say that was the first big feud is really a discredit to some of these uh, fellows on, on here. And it's all men. Uh, Wendy Richter and Fabulous Moolah did not make the cut. Okay. Uh, just saying. All right. So number 10, Bruno Sammartino versus Stan Hansen. This was about 1975. This was, uh, when Hanson uh, accidentally broke Bruno's neck in, in a match. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a, a botch landing on a body slam, but in uh, following promos, they made it sound like he hit him with the lariat and broke his neck just to get the, get the move over. But look how young Hanson is here. I know. <laughs> That's kind of nuts. I know, because we're used to crazy cowboy Batman from Border, Texas with yeah. the chewing tobacco and everything. He's got long blonde hair. It's still <laughs> I still wouldn't mess with him. I mean, look at well, him. Well, no. Yeah, he's huge, but... Yeah, but so was Bruno back then, too. Right. Uh, so Bruno recovered. I guess I think he had a very fast recovery. Kind of Cena-esque when Cena got hurt in 08. Oh, wow. Then came back. They had a cage match, as you see in the picture. Uh, Bruno right. got his win. And then Hanson wound up uh, challenging Backlund at some point. But this was the hottest that Hanson was in the WWF easily. Because Bruno was still an uh, unstoppable hero in 1975, even though he wasn't the champion. He was, uh, it was, uh, I'm trying to think who it was, Stasiak, I think. Because after, 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 after Bruno beat Hanson, he beat uh, Stan Stasiak to win the belt back. Okay. But, uh, and then what happened later, we'll get to in a bit. All right, number nine. <laughs> uh, this is, again, this is about the time I had started watching wrestling. Hogan and Ornboy. Yep. My favorite cage match of all time, just because Orndorff should have won. Of course. And uh, I think they may have doc- doctored that video replay with the timer on the on the screen. I'm just, <laughs> Every I'm just excuse, saying. Every excuse, aren't you? Every I'm excuse. Just, I'm just saying. Uh, both, of them, both of them are Tampa boys, you know. They, uh, yep. Uh, Mr. Wonderful worked a little stisky with, uh, with Hulkster. And uh, then I think Hogan returned the favor, but uh, <laughs> Barry's dad's <laughs> favorite husband. feud. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not talking about Bruno and Hanson. Uh, <laughs> I love the match they had at the big event in Toronto in '86. This was in August. This was that was right before I started watching, but in hindsight, going back and renting the videos. Right. Uh, 
at that point, I think the biggest outdoor crowd they ever had was at Exhibition Stadium in uh, Toronto. And this was the main event. Uh, at one point, the referee took a bump and Orndorff claimed victory, even though he hadn't won the match. Uh, Heenan put the belt on him. So there's a picture out there of Paul Orndorff wearing the world title, even though he was never the champion. Huh. But great heat spot, though. Yeah, of course. Bari, Bari had a big event on VHS. <laughs> I didn't have it, but I rented it like 10 times from the Oakwood video. <laughs> now it's on Peacock, so we can watch it whenever. There you go. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. All right. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's always got a soft spot in my heart there. Uh, number eight. Uh, back to Bruno again. Uh, Bruno Sammartino, there you go. Which is superstar Billy Graham. And good thoughts to the superstar. He is, yeah. uh, uh, sounds like he is on life support right now. It doesn't look good for him, but hopefully he, uh, he kicks out at two like he has for the last several years. Uh, I was going to say, because didn't they say something about that, like, back in February, too? I think so, yeah. But, I mean, he's been having kidney problems for years. Yeah. And I think that might be, they haven't said for sure, but I think that might be what's, uh, what's getting him the this The problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bruno dropped the world title. After Bruno won the belt from Stasiak, he lost it to Superstar in Baltimore. And uh, Superstar was the heel champion for almost a year, which is almost unheard of for even Vince Sr.'s booking. He always had like long-term champions as his baby faces. He never went with the heels for a long time. Yeah. Oh, Bari, be nice. <laughs> That's uncalled for, Bari. Shame on you. Superstar, this was, uh, Bruno was always known for being a, a strong man, like an Italian strong man. He wasn't mm-hmm. a bodybuilder, but he was always strong like a bull. Right. So this was one of the first times he was really like matched up with somebody that could match him for strength with uh, Superstar. Cause he had the 22-inch arms, and he was massive, you know, worked out with Arnold and all those guys. Yeah. And then he wound up, uh, yeah, like I said, he won the belt, dropped it to Backlund. About, I want to say seven, eight months later, I want to say. But they had, they went around, I think they sold out the garden a few times, these two guys. Which uh, was was really cool. Like I've gone back and watched some of those matches and it, get, it gets a little crazy. At one point, I think Bruno like had him like busted Billy up in the face, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was, was one of the biggest feuds in the late 70s. In wrestling altogether, not just... I would say wrestling, period. Yeah. All right. One of my favorites comes in at number seven. To the point I actually watched the match in this picture today on YouTube when I got home. Greg Valentine versus Tito Santana. Uh, yeah, you love Tito. I love Tito. He like I always say he was my first favorite wrestler. Uh, yeah, this was when Valentine and he were trading the Intercontinental title back and forth. Uh, Valentine was just a ground and pound kind of guy, even though he's standing on the ropes there, but he was, you know, that was no all the fancy... higher he usually got on the rope. Yeah. He never went to the top rope. He the never rope went to the top. Plenty. Yep. But he was one of those guys just rather knock the piss out of you than do anything fancy. Hoss fight. <laughs> really a hoss fight. Tito wasn't really a hoss. Well, Tito wasn't, but Greg was. <laughs> Greg was. Tito was awesome. Tito could could brawl a little bit, but he was also very quick. Tito would have, was the quote unquote flippy guy, in my opinion, back then. Quote he unquote. Was, he was. 
I guess, considered a high flyer. Although, actually, in hindsight, I don't think I ever saw him go to the top rope. Yeah, but he was considered but one was, of the more agile. He was, yeah, he was the agile guy. He was the guy doing the drop kicks and the head scissors. Uh-oh, here's a belt question. That's up uh, to you, Mark. Bari, not only that, he destroyed the green belt in the cage after this match in the picture. And then that's when uh, they debuted the Brasso belt afterwards, which is the classic design, but when Macho Man got it, he tried to polish it with Brasso and really dulled the shine on it, made it look like shit. <laughs> the only thing Macho ever did I disagreed with. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but yeah, Tito, uh, at the end, he uh, he got over, he won the belt back, and then Valentine went on to tag team glory with Brutus Beefcake. <clears throat> <laughs> I detect sarcasm, Menders. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, hey, don't get me wrong. I I did like their tag team was fine, but yeah, yeah. it was yeah. wasn't really a, the dream team they in, advertised it as. Thought it was going to be, yeah, yeah. Uh, although the match I had with the Bulldogs at WrestleMania was really good. Yeah, well, that was usually who it was with the Bulldogs. Usually, mm-hmm. yeah, them and the Heart Foundation. Yep. Uh, all right, let's get to number six. Is it six? I don't know. I lost count. Six. Six. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to the superstar Billy Graham. This one, uh, so good. Dusty Rhodes. Nah. Just three hey, matches. Hey, about, about any feud Dusty was in was good, though. That's true. But this was Dusty. He wasn't a regular in New York, but they brought him up to do this uh, three-match <laughs> series with the, the superstar. The first one was the count out where the picture came from that Cody talks about where he's holding the belt up. And this, uh, this is bringing back some indie memories for me too. And, uh-huh. and, uh, yeah, this was the bull rope match. And I think they had a, it wasn't a no holds barred match. I forget what it was, it was the blow off and Billy wound up winning the feud. Uh, so good. This, these guys trading promos back and forth. It, it was worth the price of admission itself. From what <laughs> right. On video. Two of the best promo workers ever. Yeah, and uh, influenced each other, I think. Uh, yeah, they had a lot of this, a lot of similar rap between the two of them. Uh, but Dusty got over for just a few months, and then wound up going back to Florida and beating Harley for the world title. Yep. And then Carolinas, and the rest is history. So. Yeah. But that one, it uh, it was fun just for Dusty getting over in a whole new area. Right. Uh, number five. This one, I did not see when it happened, but my brother would tell me all about it. And it was it was almost like like folklore to me when this happened. <gasps> Superfly and the hot rod. Yes. The, the coconut. The coconut. Around the world. Yep. Uh, it got to like I watched the Piper's Pit several times, like later on on home, like when they would put videos out about Piper or about whoever. Right. But I had never seen any of the matches because they never put the matches on anything. No, they didn't. <laughs> I went to YouTube and I found when they main evented a uh, a show at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. And that was a, it wasn't a hoss fight, but it was a banger. It was, yeah. it was crazy. The snooker was so over. He looked like a million bucks. And then Piper was just Piper. Hasty Jones. I say Piper was Piper. <laughs> Piper was Piper. Yep. It was, but the, the promos <laughs> were kind of like somebody bringing a knife to a gunfight because Snooka wasn't the best promo in the business. No, not at all. 
Did you see Barry's comment? <laughs> the real. Oh wait, wait, that's that was. Now that was the Mr. T feud, wasn't it, Barry? When Piper cut his hair. I, I, we'll, we'll let him answer, and then we'll see. Well, yeah. But the but no, it's. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, other than Hogan, there was not a hotter baby face in WWF in the early '80s than Jimmy Snuka. Nope. It I really wasn't. If Hogan had never come over from the AWA, I'll bet Snuka would have been their world champion at some point. I don't know if he would have been or not. Well, if it's a babyface territory, who else would it be? Would it be JYD? Would it would it be uh I love JYD, but I don't think it would be him. It could have been Tito possibly, I guess. Tito probably. I I would have I was gonna say that was when the Nancy Argentina thing happened. Yeah, but it got conveniently swept under the rug, but that's neither here nor there. I uh, I don't think he would have ever been the champion. I think it would have been Tito or Steamboat, maybe. Steamboat. Steamboat would have been a good option. Yeah. Uh, interesting fact, Menders, about Santana, actually. In 92, when they were going the uh, the new genera- the new generation kind of stuff with Brett getting the title, when they were discussing who was going to be the guy after Hogan, I guess there was some talk that it might, might have been Tito instead of Brett. Wow. Which, considering he was doing the Matador thing, is really saying something. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tito. The Matador was kind of a silly gimmick. Oh, they brought Tonga Kid in this place. Yeah. Him and C.V. Afi, Bari, if you remember that name. But uh, I digress. But yeah, that was a great feud, Piper and Snuka. And I wish they would have... I wonder, and this is a thought I had today, and I wish I would have thought about this when we met Bob Orton at the Expo. Mm-hmm. If Bob Orton hadn't gotten hurt and broken his arm, which was a shoot injury, it was legit. Right. He busted his arm on the ring post. I wonder if that was going to be a six-man tag at WrestleMania 1. Piper Orndorff, Orton against Hogan T and Snuka. Because it boggles my mind that they wouldn't have had Snuka wrestling on WrestleMania. Yeah. But you couldn't have T on the outside because T's the 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 draw. He's the one that was selling the tickets. Right. Exactly. So I don't know. I don't that's, know. A, that's a question I don't know if you ever get an answer to. I don't think Vince would ever give you a straight answer on that. Pritchard wasn't there, so you can't ask him. Uh, obviously, Snuka, Piper, Orndorff <laughs> not around. Mr. T wouldn't know. Right. Hogan might know if we could ever get. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Piper, T, Hogan, and Orton are the only ones still alive from that match because even Pat Patterson is gone. He was the referee. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah, that's something I always wondered. Uh, let's see. I think we're to number three, Menders. Classic. Bruno Sammartino versus Larry Zabisco. It's four. That's four. Hey, number four. Bruno Sammartino <laughs> versus Larry Zabisco. I, say, I thought the last one was five. <laughs> That's five. I, I lost count. The problem is the thumbnail I got for number one is so faint that I ah. I lose it. It's, it's there, but I keep focusing more on number two. Yeah. Which is also my bathroom strategy. Uh, <laughs> God. My wife oh, is sitting Larry outside is... in her deck chair, rolling her eyes at me on the. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but now Bruno and Zabisco, maybe the best heel turn in the early in the '80s in WWF, because Zabisco was San Martino's protege. They were both from Pittsburgh. Yeah. And <clears throat> he was the white meat baby face, and then finally one night he just lost it and just beat the piss out of San Martino with a chair. 
The crowd hated him. They wanted to kill him. And they wound up doing this cage match at Shea Stadium. Uh, the same night as, I want to say, Hogan and Andre, their first match. Oh, wow. I, well, their, first, their first big match. They had mat- a match on TV before that. Yeah. But it was when Hogan was managed by Blassie. So it was Oh, wow. Hogan. Okay. Yeah. And so they had their big match there. But the main event on that show was Bruno and Zabisco. And a lot of people consider that the greatest cage match of all time. I don't quite agree with that, although it is awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the best of all time will come up here shortly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this has to be on it. I was really, I really wanted to have this higher on the list, to be honest with you. But I couldn't do it in good conscience with the stuff that I've got ahead of it. Well, I'll have to see what the rest of it is to see if you should have moved things around a little bit. All right, I'm, I got a feeling you're going to agree with me. But uh... Probably. I usually do. Yeah. All right. Well, number three. Three. Yep. And this one might get me in trouble. Because okay. I got a feeling a lot of people are going to say that this should be higher. Okay. Hogan and Piper. Let me see what you have higher and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, this was the first feud I really remember from the cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling was Hogan in one group and then Piper in the other group. But yeah. I didn't, I, when I was a kid, my dad rented the first WrestleMania when I was, it was probably the year after it came out. So it was about 86. Okay. So we watched, we watched it. And then the next week he rented the wrestling classic, which was the first pay-per-view out of Chicago in 85. Okay. And they had a one-on-one match in that one. Okay. Where uh, Orton interfered. It was a DQ. You know, Piper isn't taking the, taking the pin for yeah, anybody. Piper doesn't take the pin. So, <laughs> especially <laughs> Hey, looking back now, I totally get it. Yeah. I totally understand it. Right. But <laughs> hey, he didn't take a pin from Hogan all this time in WCW. He took maybe one. Yeah. But did anybody really get hurt by that in this storyline, in this in this no. rivalry? No. no. It was Hogan and Orndorff, I think, were the better matches. Right. But Hogan and Piper, it was the personalities. Yeah. And you know, the Piper promos. cutting promos on yeah. Hogan were gold. And you know, <laughs> it was the whole rock and wrestling thing with Piper and Cindy Lauper. It was an offshoot of that. And uh, if it was me, and I told Gary this like several years ago. I don't know if you know this, man. I tend to fantasy book sometimes. No. Yeah, not believe, it or not, believe it or not. Sometimes I put really? my booking hat on. I would have. <laughs> here's what I, I would have done. I would have scrapped. And this is assuming Mr. T is not available. Okay. So there's no tag match at WrestleMania in the main event. Okay. War to settle the score happened about a month before at the Garden. It was the one where they went one-on-one for the title. I would have had Piper beat Hogan at the War to settle the score, win the world championship, and then Hogan wins it back at WrestleMania to get the big pop on the big pay-per-view. Yeah. Because Piper wouldn't need it. For a long time. No. That would... I kind of like that idea better, honestly. Yeah. And then Hogan wouldn't have the four-year-long non-stop run. It would have been broken up a little bit. Yeah. But then Hogan could still have... Even still have T in his corner. Then Piper could have Orton. Maybe have Snooka and Orndorff in a match on Mania. You know, it's like I said. That'd... This fantasy booking, you know. Yeah. Plus, I just want to, I wish Piper would have had a run with the world title at some point. I do, too. He's one of the few, one of some that never did that should have. 
and not just in WWF, because there's there's a list a mile long of guys that should have been WWF champion, but Piper's one of those that never held a world championship. Right. Anywhere. NWA, East, WWE, uh, Oregon didn't have a world champion in Portland for uh, Don Owen. But, I mean, he had the Intercontinental title, he had the U.S. title, uh, tag titles with yeah. Flair when they were both old. <laughs> Other than that, that was about it. And yeah. uh, Piper, he was one of those guys for the most part, didn't need a championship. He was. He older. didn't. He really didn't. It's going to look dark in here. Turn on the light there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's my number three. Uh, I'm probably going to, my brother's going to send me an angry text probably tomorrow <laughs> after he sees this. Uh, number two, Menders. Uh, I guess I couldn't have this any lower number two. The Sarge no. and the Sheik. Come on. Right, exactly. This is so good. It was. It, I, it had the patriotism to it. It had yep. Slaughter turned babyface for this feud. Because Slaughter was, uh, was hated back in 84. And then there was that one show where Sheik was walking back to the locker room and kind of stared down Slaughter on the way back. And that's all they did. There was no... Yeah. But then Slaughter went to the ring, did the Pledge of Allegiance, got over in a heartbeat, and then off to the races, as they say. Yep. I I remember bits and pieces of this one. Yeah. Did you see the boot camp match? <sighs> I, again, it's been forever since I've seen these. It's uh, basically a lights-out match, no DQ, all that stuff, but they just bloodied each other beat, up, beat the beat hell the out of each other. It's it's a lot like the match that Slaughter had with Pat Patterson, the alley fight. Ah, okay. That. Okay. But, but the difference is that Sheik had the curly toes on his boots and was there were it was the loaded, loaded ups, boots. The loaded boot. Sheik or uh I think Slaughter if I remember I haven't watched his match in years, he either loaded up his own boot the same way or he I know he took the boot off of the Sheik. Yeah. I and then remember he, because I remember taking off, then he went and he pounded it up against the turnbuckle to load it up, and then he just reared back and hit him with it. <laughs> just good stuff. And good then, stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, it carried over to the gimmick Battle Royal, WrestleMania 17. Yep. The Iron Sheik won the Battle Royal because he couldn't take a bump. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then but Sarge then he... gave him the gentlest Cobra Clutch in the history <laughs> no, of Cobra Clutch. It was so bad. It was so bad, it was great. But, but... I love it. Because, I mean, we love the Sheik. The Sheik's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the JTR yeah, Hall is. of Fame. I'm sure Sheik Sarge will get great. there eventually. Yeah. I love the Sheik. His, my favorite, with the exception of Jim Ross and Bob Uecker, my favorite Hall of Fame induction speech was the Iron Sheik. Could you understand what he said? A few. But it was the enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, I like to think I learned, I like to think I learned uh, Iranian watching ah. that speech. By that I mean the accent. Like I right, could I could right, decipher right. the accent because he wasn't speaking actual Arabic, but right. neither here nor there. But man, I mean, come on. Especially in the eighties, this was right up there with, and I had to put it over Hogan and Piper just for the, honestly for the blood I'll, for the I'll, it was a right. blood feud. Piper well, and, and Hogan I, didn't have a blood feud. And then to think that later they ended up teaming up together. Oh, Colonel Mustafa, yes. Yep. They had that. Wacky General Adnan. Yep. To think that that feud brought that. Uh-huh. 
That was kind of Sheik's last hurrah, though, before he retired. It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, not to be forgotten, the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view. No. Oh, that's tell been a minute since please, I've seen that. Please, I'll say, please tell me you've seen that pay-per-view. I have, but it's it been... Is, it is the worst abomination <laughs> of a wrestling show I think I've ever seen. Uh, Tony Schiavone and Conrad actually did an episode where they watched did a watch along of. I haven't listened to it yet on Tony's podcast. Really, I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting hearing their thoughts on this because <laughs> it was a train. Calling it a train wreck is an insult to train wrecks. <laughs> it was just bad. I mean, we did a top ten worst pay per views of all time. This that one won by all hands. Right up there. <laughs> yeah, I was say. yeah, I could. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. Right up there with Starcade 97. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So we are to our number one menders. Number one. Yeah. And we kind of, I kind of discussed this a little bit earlier uh, when I was talking about the uh, Magnificent Morocco. Obviously, there you go. Morocco. Greatest uh, blow off to a feud was that cage match. Uh, I love the fact that Snuka never won the, the title in that uh, feud because Morocco was the IC champion at the time. Wasn't and that every... the one? Isn't this the match that uh, Mick Foley saw? Yeah, they got Mick him Foley, in. Yeah, Mick Foley, Bubba Ray Dudley, Tommy Dreamer, Little Guido—they were all there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was icy title match. Morocco won because Snuka headbutted him, and Morocco went out through the door. Yeah. Which was brilliant. <laughs> I miss those type of cage matches, honestly. So do I. Uh, there's, I mean, I know they bled in the match on Wednesday, but it wasn't the same. No, it's these cage matches. You thought that they were going to they were trying to kill each other. Yeah, that's what, in my opinion, that's what today's wrestling is missing out on. Yeah. And it's not even the blood. It's just the, no. the attitude. Yeah, exactly. It's not a. All right. Everybody get in the ring We're this is what we're doing. It's we're doing. No, movies. I really want to kill you. So right. I'm going to kill you now. And. Uh... <laughs> Like I said, I was talking about that promo that Morocco cut. That was the start of the feud because during his promo, Snuka had come out for his match and kind of interrupted him. Oh, So Morocco gets up, goes to the ring, spits on him, yells at him. And then Snuka did a running, I guess it was a suicide dive over the top rope, which was unheard of in 1983. Like running start, didn't touch the ropes, just soared over the top rope onto Morocco, ripped his suit off, Morocco got a hold of the microphone, busted him open. It was it was fantastic business. And that was the start of the feud. That wasn't even built. That's, it didn't build yeah, to that. Yeah, that's the crazy part. That was the start. <laughs> they, they started, to paraphrase Sami Zayn last night, they started on 10. Yeah. <laughs> from that feud. And had to go to 20. Yeah. yeah. And 20 is Snuka jumping off the top of a 15-foot high steel cage after the match is already over. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm having flashbacks of war games. Oh, <laughs> uh, war games. Uh, go back and listen to the Zero One Shootout War Games recap to hear what we're talking about. Listen to all of it. It's a good listen. Oh, yeah. It is with the interviews. Once we got the interviews playing right on the on the tape replay. I got yelled at and I got told I suck, but that's beside uh, the point. Oh, everybody has their opinions, Benders. Uh, now, well, the person that told me that has a reason, so it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Menders, let's say we pay some bills before we get going. Let's do that. Uh, all right. 
ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod for all your t-shirt needs from Jumping the Rail Podcast. Also for the Zero One Shootout and the Podcast Network all around. Uh, He's here in spirit, Gary Vestelio, the Bearded Dragon, with the Gary Says It's a Work t-shirt. Which, if he was here, he would have mentioned that about Punk about four or five times. Menders, At I least. would imagine. At least. And and we love him for it. We do. Uh, we do. Then again, you got the usual uh, usual suspects, as it were. Uh, the, just running down these here. I have a lot of those. It's amazing yeah. how many of those I have. I, I'm surprised how few of these I have. I don't have very a lot of these. I need to get. Well, I have all. I, I need I have to get three more of those. Them. I wish I got some kind of a discount from Pro Wrestling Tees for creating all of these, but I say I have three of those. Yeah, I've got and the I black one I don't of have those, a whole lot of those. Yeah, and uh, the all zero those. one shirts. <laughs> uh, I still I need to adjust this because I got two of these on the same one as the. Previous. I think you're the only one that it bugs, which <laughs> probably <laughs> then. Uh, BrainBusterTees.com slash other slash JTR dash podcast dash network for all the extra stuff. And I don't know how that picture of the first family got underneath that graphic. So I'm going to take that off. That was from the Jimmy Hart segment. Oh. And uh, and then there you see it. We got stuff for the network, stuff for the shootout, stuff for jumping the rail. You got hoodies, t-shirts, baseball shirts, stickers, caps, fanny packs, all kinds of cool stuff there. So go check that out. Uh, Plus, we have some special custom art done by CP Arts, the Cobra, the Elite Warrior, the King, Sir, whatever the you want to call him. The uh, Giddy Mindy, and also our uh, animated shootout logo, so go check that stuff out there. If you like Minders, get the Giddy Mindy shirt. Uh, there you see the stickers with those designs on there. There's Giddy Mindy. If you're a friend of Minders, then you need that shirt. And then that that's sharp, too. That one's sharp. I like that yeah. one. Yeah, that's cool. Ugh. All right. And if I, I ever get to drive my car again, I might actually put it on my car now. To make oh, there proud. you go. <laughs> I wish I could get it done in like a magnetic like decal. That'd be better. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to defile the glass on or the on the new I might car. Have, well, I might have to actually de- decorate up my wheelchair since I'm stuck in it for another month. So. Oh. I'll put spinners on it. Glow the the light up ones, that'd be fun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, next week or next episode, Menders, if my scheduling is correct and I need to get confirmation, we may have a couple of guests joining us. Oh, really? Uh, again, and I gotta make sure I I clarify, but there is a an independent tag team from the Kentucky area that we've oh, seen. Oh wait. <laughs> They've had words with Menders in the past at Zero One shows. They tell me to stay in my place. I need to know my place. Know your place. That's what they said. Uh, so once I get confirmation from them, I will post it on the Facebook page that they are coming. Uh, well, you may as well say who it is. Cause... Okay. Well, it's the tag team called the Bruisers. Uh, I'd like to get I... their take on some of the independent like booking around the area. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Plus, just their opinion of tag and team their wrestling stories. in general. Yeah. They did a really cool tribute to the Briscoes after Jay Briscoe passed in Edgewood at one of the Thursday Night Throwdowns that actually I didn't catch until I watched it later on because I wasn't at, I don't think I was at that show, was I? No. I might have been. Uh, but, no, I think that's one I went to. Okay. But uh, but yeah, so they're 
That's they are the a hell of a undefeated tag team. tag team. Right, just ask them. Yeah, but, uh, but no, they're a great team. I wish they did more stuff up here in Central Illinois, but uh, travel is kind of difficult sometimes, and uh, they get they're booked all over the place, so they go. They are. So it'd be cool to kind of hear from them, talk about what the where they've been at, and uh, what they're doing, what they want to do, all that kind of stuff. So we'll talk about that on the next episode in two weeks, hopefully, if uh, schedules are, are jiving. Uh, tomorrow, Zero One Shootout, we will be joined by the King of Thrash, Justin Poole, from the uh, from St. Louis, uh, does some stuff with uh, Zero One USA, among He's with other. With Forge, uh, right? With the Forge, as far as from what I understand. And he might have, we might have a surprise also for, for old Justin if, uh, if I was things a little work concerned. Out. And then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, keep a, keep an eye out for the gold rush on YouTube. Uh, I'm not sure when the next episode is going to drop. It was scheduled to be next Friday, but we're going to be at Iron Spirit Pro on Friday night. So, oh, yeah. Barry and I will have to make sure we have a, a day. Is that next weekend? Little... Is it that fast already? <laughs> it's a week from Friday, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we might uh, do one on tape delay. We might just do it live on another day. Uh, maybe wait another week. We'll have uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page. We'll we'll keep you posted on that. And uh, I think that's all we got, Menders. Unless you have anything you want to add, check out Zero uh, One Shootout podcast tomorrow night. It's going to be fun. It will be fun. Yes, it's a lot of Mark and I actually not agreeing on things, as opposed to this it's, podcast where we agree on most things. It's it's true. We have opinions <laughs> on certain people that. It, it gets a little little heated sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. It's fun. If you, It's a nice, it's a cool introduction if you don't know Zero One USA. You kind of get an idea of what's going on. And then, yeah, it's maybe that'll lead you to go to YouTube, check it out. Maybe get the Patreon. Uh, my producer is giving me the cue, Menders, that it's time to say goodbye. Sounds like a, a plan, Noodles. I'm with you. All right. Well, for Menders, for the absent Gary Vassilio, this is Rev. Around you all, life is hard, work stiff. We will see you in two weeks.